probably increase because Social Security is where it's at right now. But having that tax strategy is all part of being financially nimble, setting yourself up to be financially bulletproof. And part of that does include paying less in taxes in the future. John can help you out with that, but you have to take the first step, pick up the phone and give a call. 366-8366 is that phone number. It's 366-8366 or go online to the website matthew-james.com. We want to thank you so much for joining us this weekend here on The Retirement Room. I know we talked a lot about football earlier in the show. Six o'clock kickoff for the Cajuns later on today. Enjoy that this evening. And uh, John, as we wrap up, I want to leave you with the final word. Yeah, Chris, you know, went over a lot of good stuff for the show, a lot of great information. Uh, appreciate everybody that tunes in each and every uh, Saturday. We'll be back here on, on KPL 96.5. And uh, actually tomorrow morning, I'll be back on with Mallory Hoff again uh, on CBS, on KLFY, right around uh, 8.40 tomorrow morning. Uh, may see at the game tonight, so go Cajuns. Hopefully they have a, a victory over Nichols. And uh, thanks for joining us this week, and we uh, look forward to you listening next week. Next is Kavon along with Implicit Bias. Listening to News Talk 96.5, KPEL, Brobridge, Lafayette, a Town Square media station. You're listening to Implicit Bias on News Talk 96.5, KPEL. Implicit Bias has broken through the levees again this week as we will flood into your ears, soaking your brain in all things biased. I am your host, Kavon Bordelon. And again, there's a lot to talk about this week. Before we do, however, we're going to take a moment of radio silence. Today, we honor those Americans, those foreigners alike who died in the World Trade Center, who were on planes on September 11th, 20 years ago today. Thank you for taking the time to remember those whose lives were defined, those who passed and those who have changed so much of what we experience today. Because there were a lot of things that have changed because of September 11th. Wars were sparked that day. Surveillance was put into place to ensure that the events of that day don't ever happen again. And security measures were put into place, which today have both helped and hurt so many all at the same time. The greatest strength of what we have become because of what happened on September 11th, may also be one of our greatest weaknesses. It's an old saying. The greatest strength is also the greatest weakness. And we like old sayings here on Implicit Bias. Old sayings, well, they held the test of time. They're on point. They've been around for a long time because they're right. Until they're almost right. Some of the sayings that are right, sayings like, A fence is just there to keep an honest man honest. A bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. You'll shoot your eye out. And of course, it happens. They're all correct. They are all axioms of life. I'm sure we have a bunch more, but there's one. There's one that's been around forever. But it's not quite right. That saying, it's this. Rules were made to be broken. I mean, come on, if you've listened to Implicit Bias more than once, you already know we're not the best rule followers here in the Top Secret Podcast Lair. You'd think we live by that axiom that rules were made to be broken. But no, believe it or not, our implicit bias wants to actually follow the rules and the letter of the law. 
We do, however, think that a slight adjustment to that saying would make it 100% correct till the end of time, as in the Sandlot version of forever. That adjustment, it's very simple. Not rules were made to be broken. Rather, stupid rules were made to be broken. See, at some point, we have to recognize that we do need rules to function as a society. We need those rules to be able to apply to all of us, and they need to make sense, which is why some of us believe we can make stupid rule after stupid rule and just watch other people blindly obey. Let's talk seatbelts, for example. Good rule, bad rule, smart rule, dumb rule. You know what? I don't want to decide and I do not have the desire to control your life enough, the life of a consenting adult. If we're talking about children, you know what? Might be a different story. But if it's a consenting adult, I don't want that much control over your life to make that decision for you. Because guess what? If you want to become a missile at 40 miles an hour, should you get into an accident? Well, that's really not my business. Let's talk motorcycle helmets. Yet another rule where the government has decided that it's going to make that safety decision for whoever is riding that motorcycle. Again, if you are traveling 60, 70, 80, 100 miles an hour on a motorcycle, matter of fact, let's bring this down. If you're doing 35 miles an hour on a motorcycle and you get into a wreck without a helmet, you're probably going to be hurt. Let me give you the flip side of that. If you're traveling 35 miles an hour on a motorcycle with a helmet, you're probably going to get hurt. You know the risk the second you get on the bike. The rule just really isn't that smart. Let's talk college football. We're not going to take a critical stance on the hundreds of thousands of people who gathered in stadiums around the country without restrictions. Matter of fact, they're breaking the stupid rule. Stupid rules like what's being put in place in Baton Rouge, in other places in Louisiana. Again, I'm not here to discuss what should be the rule regarding admission to an LSU or another football game. What we will discuss is the absolute stupidity of the rules for entrance. So let's see. To get in, you need either a negative test for COVID or proof of vaccination. On the face, you know what? This sounds okay. Till anyone with an IQ above that of a marshmallow actually thinks about it. Why? Because you can be positive for the virus, but vaccinated and still go into the stadium. We know that vaccinated people are getting sick, carrying the virus. You can still get it if you're vaccinated. People who have been vaccinated have actually died from the virus. So apparently it's okay if everyone is vaccinated and someone still dies. But it's not okay if someone is unvaccinated and someone who is vaccinated catches it presumably from them. This tells you everything you need to know about what the school believes about the science, right? They know the vaccine can't keep you from getting the virus. There are even reports that you can get the shot outside the stadium to allow you to go in when it takes a number of days before it even goes into effect. So a sick person can just go get one shot, go into the stadium and give it to 100,000 people. Stupid rules. They're made to be broken. These are just a couple of examples. Rules that sometimes need to be broken to prove a point. Look, 
we would never espouse violent civil disobedience on the show. But peaceful protest against stupid rules, I think the precedent has been set there. And I think every day and twice on Sundays, peaceful protest, and I do mean peaceful, should absolutely be observed. One rule we will not break. That is that we have a weekly whiskey on implicit bias. That is a rule that we do not believe is stupid. Matter of fact, we believe it's quite enjoyable and well-deserved. So that is what we will do. We will bring you another weekly whiskey. This, a very special barrel pick from Champagne's Market in the Oil Center. In other words, you can only get it there. There are only 205 bottles of this produced. We'll sample it. We'll play What Would You Pay? And we will rate it on the Morse Whiskey Rating Code when we come back on Implicit Bias right here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. William S. Nicole Jewelry has been serving the Acadiana area for over 40 years now. Loose diamonds, engagement rings, wedding sets, the most extensive in-store selection Acadiana has to offer. Waterford Crystal, Swarovski Crystal, and a complete Pandora Jewelry shop and shop right on the showroom floor. In-house jewelry repairs and a friendly, knowledgeable staff to assist you. When you want bigger, better diamonds for less, when you want quality merchandise at affordable prices, shop local. Shop William S. Nicole Jewelry, 3802 Johnson Street, Lafayette. Attention Acadiana, have you been to the Rustic Renegade? Acadiana's only true men's emporium. The Rustic Renegade has it all. Special items for that man cave, special coffee blends, unique gifts and grooming items. And best of all, Acadiana's only simulated range where you can shoot not only targets, but you can shoot scenarios. Why spend a fortune on ammunition? You can become better at what you like to do. At the Rustic Renegade, knives, guns, guns, accessories, and the experts to handle it all. That's the Rustic Renegade 2842 Northeast of Angeline Thruway. Men want to look like men. That means when it's time for a fresh cut, men go where men go. All-American Barbering. Licensed barber Nick Duplishan and the staff at All-American Barbering do it right. From old school haircuts to straight razor shaves to beard trim and shaping, even boys look like men after a cut from All-American Barbering. A veteran-owned business, All-American Barbering is located in Broussard at 807 Albertsons Parkway Suite B. Schedule your appointment to look like a man at their website, allamericanbarbering.com. Remember, men, when you want to look like a man, go to Broussard. Go to All American Barbering. Anderson Pest Control is your one-stop shop for residential, commercial, and termite control. We're a Louisiana company with Louisiana hospitality that has the knowledge and expertise to handle all your pest control needs. Anderson Pest Control, we wouldn't put technicians in your house that we wouldn't put in ours. Way down here in the Bayou State, critters come in every single size and shape. Pick up the phone, don't hesitate, call Anderson Pest Control today. College represents wonderful opportunities for parents and students. It also represents time and money. But what's the probability of employment after graduation? What's the expected salary? Where will they need to live? With a PhD in educational psychology and 10 years academic advising experience, Dr. T. Scott Smith can help. Dr. Smith can project future wages, geographical need, and overall employability of a degree from your proposed school and major. For an evaluation, Go to strategy365consulting.com. Make your college investment worth it. Contact Dr. T. Scott Smith, www.strategy365consulting.com. Use your implicit bias. Mention implicit bias when you call Luxury Limo and save 20% off of your booking. Don't forget, mention implicit bias and save 20% off your booking with Luxury Limo of Lafayette. 
Welcome back to Implicit Bias. I am your host, Kavon Bordelon. As always, we are presented to you by the Rustic Renegade, 2842 Northeast Evangeline Thruway. We are sampling a very special weekly whiskey, a true single barrel vertical series pin hook five year, only available at Champagne's Market in the Oil Center. We have the crew here in the Top Secret Podcast Lair to my right. The man, the myth, the legend from the Rustic Renegade. He is the Rustic Renegade, Mr. Caleb Morse. Howdy. Well, you laughed there for a second. I was like, I didn't think I said anything funny. <laughs> no, I was sitting here thinking about this whiskey in my day and everything else and just really, like, enjoying my life is what happened. <laughs> <laughs> Given, and we may talk about this, we may not, uh, but there's some things that I'm sure will, definitely a weekly whiskey will cure for you and make you reflect, right? And I think that's true for probably anybody out there having a weekly whiskey with us. How was that for alliteration? I it was beautiful. I, I'm surprised I got it out. Sitting directly across the table is Acadiana's only certified master tobacconist. He is Mr. Rene Girard from Piper's Haven. Mr. Girard, how are you? I'm great. It is. I'm, I'm doing awesome. Awesome to have you in. He is our whiskey neat person here on Implicit Bias this week. So it's awesome to have this pin hook poured into his Glencairn glass, getting just a little bit of oxygen behind it. We'll give you what his thoughts are neat in just a moment. Because sitting in the corner is the man who is sure to give it a red. He is our whiskey snob, Mr. Sam Stokes. Sam, how are you? I'm doing well. I think just like the rest of you, I stayed up late last night watching that soccer game and just knowing that, you know, the U.S. took five points from that first window of World Cup qualifying. It's just feels so much better going to October, right? Uh, I wasn't, I didn't watch a soccer game last night. Uh, I think, was that English uh, or? Okay, so back to implicit <laughs> bias. We are sampling, as I said, a five-year true single-barrel pinhook straight bourbon whiskey. So for those who don't know, pinhook is an MGP product, an Indiana distillery that basically distills and ages whiskey, bourbon of all sorts, and they don't put their own name on it. They are allowed as a source for other people to put their names on it. A lot of them do it, and a lot of distilleries do it while they are waiting on their bourbons, their whiskeys to age. Because as you know, what I distilled today, we really don't want to put out to drink until probably at a minimum four years. Well, to be true bourbon, I mean, it should be aged four years minimum. So this one, a five-year, 116.9 proof. So 58.45% alcohol, bottle 29 of 205. Caleb, we'll start with you to my right. Your thoughts on this pinhook straight bourbon whiskey. So as it weeps more and more, it's, it's getting better. The color of it, I find a little light on color, but it's still pleasing. I love the yellows in the bottle. I think they did a good choice with that. I like how, I don't know if anyone noticed, noticed it, but the tag, the, the wax to pull the tag off, I saw a little eagle's face on it. So it made me like patriotic for a moment. I miss that. In my imagination. Did you have like that. two bottles of this before you came over? It was, okay. it was my imagination. Uh, but the flavor is good. I find it lacking. Like it, the flavor is good. It's a very pleasing, very pleasant bourbon. And we'll see on my, on my next glass because I'm still on glass one. We'll see how it is on the, on the next glass because I think this has a lot of potential and I'm hoping it gets better. I am with you. I'm going to say I think this one needs the ice. At 116 proof, Renee, you are our whiskey neat on this show. So your thoughts on this one at 116 and change proof, neat. Well, one of my first things is I always like to sniff my whiskey. I like to get the nose out of it. And this one doesn't have a lot. It doesn't have a lot of aroma 
but the flavor, the, there's a lot more flavor. I get a little bit more pepper to, on the tongue. Um, it's, I, I like it. I mean, it's got, it just got a good flavor. I don't, you know, I, we were talking earlier. I don't pick up all of these flavors like vanillas and caramel and all that. I, I just taste whiskey to me. You know, it's just, <laughs> and, it's, and it's either good or it's bad. I was about to say, you go, you go to the Sam Stokes school of whiskey. It's good yeah. or, <laughs> or it's horrible. Yes. I, or, I, I paid, I paid, I paid $2,000 that it tastes what? like a liquid alcoholic Brock's caramel. Oh yeah. It's good. Yeah. Well, okay. You, thanks, you, Sam. You oh. spent you spent two thousand dollars. You need to get change back, yes. buddy. Yeah. <laughs> no. No. This. This. We are gonna play. What would you pay? Oh, okay. This is not. Trust oh, me. This good. is not a two thousand dollar bottle. I was speaking in hypotheticals. <laughs> oh, you know, okay. we're having a conversation with Sam, and Sam loves to be so descriptive with his thoughts on the whiskey. As he leans in, oh, this is man. Oh yeah, this is good. Yeah, lots of sound. And that's all lots we get. Of build up, and then it's just like. One adjective. I, or, I believe. I believe the or, quote would be "sound and fury signifying nothing." <laughs> I think that's where we go. Or I give it a red. Yes, <laughs> exactly. It's it's that, or it's I give it a red. <laughs> so Sam. Yeah, we're not picking on you, but what do you think of it? I mean, it. What are you going to do? You're going to be memorable, right? And <laughs> how many people have a whole lead up go go into their exactly. what will it be? You know. Okay, he's giving us the finger already. We yeah, about yeah. <laughs> and and trust me, this is not the one minute finger he's giving us. It's the other one. <laughs> so this is the third pin hook that I've had. We had the rye humor the on rye the show, humor, which, which was like. an which absolute was, uh, blue. It was it was a blue color uh, and an absolute blue. Yeah, perhaps that one. One of the best ryes I've ever had. That yeah. that one. One of my favorites. Then I had. It was a green top, yeah, which was very good, but not not exceptional. Not exceptional, yes. And this, I, I I'm melting into this one. I mean, it's got there's like a candy flavor to it. it right, right at the beginning, that's yeah, little, I, I, it's I like a toffee that. almost. Like I, I I really like it. So I get that because the word I was going to use was almost a little nutty mm-hmm. on the palate, mm-hmm. but toffee. I I pull that toffee out of this. Yes. So I I think you're hitting on that. That palate flavor very, very well. And I would agree with you on that. And I, I really like that flavor. I really like toffee candy. Uh, so I think I'm enjoying this a little bit more than Caleb might. And it, it is a higher proof, so you are getting that mm-hmm. that kind of bite and burn with it. So uh, for me, it's... It's, a, uh, it's aggressive. Not very <laughs> aggressive, but more aggressive. It's middle school aggressive. <laughs> like I'm coming in at my own. <laughs> it, it's the five-foot-five kid on the playground aggressive. <laughs> I was going to say good. It's good. <laughs> That's what we figured. And, and therein lies our ability to predict the future. We get exactly what we thought out of Sam Stokes on this one. So let's go around and play what would you pay? What would you expect to pay for a bottle of whiskey such as this? And, you know, I normally do this on the show right now. This is one where I want to give this a segment or two. Because I think as this opens up a bit, as you get a little weep in it, for those of us who are tasting this over a beautiful single ice sphere in our rock-heavy tumblers, that we're going to get some change in the flavor in the course of this. Because this may be the best bottle to stand up to the ice sphere that we've had on the show. Well, now you're talking me into, I might have to try an ice sphere in this. 
my next glass. Well, I would have had to have brought an ice sphere for you, which, by the way, I did because we always bring an I extra. I know, you always you bring never extra. Know. You yeah. never know, and I always bring an extra glass even though you bring your own, Mr. Are, are you saying there might be some science to the idea that since you poured my glass last, that mine might be different than, say, Caleb's, which was... So what I'm going to give you is scientific theory. It is a hypothesis in my mind that I have not actually done the experiments to verify. I like that better than science. Yeah, we, we don't have to do any experiments. This is experiment. In other words, we're just making yeah. stuff up. Yeah. No. This is our test bed. So there, there is science... We're experimenting right now. There is science behind the theory, however. Ah. And it is this. If you think about wine... Wine, a lot of times, needs to oxygenate once it comes out of the bottle. Whiskey, there is a theory, needs the same thing. As oxygen interacts with a liquid that has been under liquid-tight seal, right? Right. And limited access to oxygen for as long as whiskey has, then bottled, which again is another airtight seal. Now, all of a sudden, does that second glass, does the last glass poured have a little more oxygen underneath it, therefore releasing. And if you really think about it, the high alcohol content in this at 116, almost 117 proof, that alcohol is going to evaporate, which does what? It opens up the flavors of the other elements that are in the whiskey. So there's the theory. Am I the scientist to be able to prove the theory? No, I'm sure there are scientists out there who could, but it's not me. I'm just going to repeat what I've learned and let others either learn or theorize from there in other words we're making stuff up well i, I can it tell sounds you, good it's a good story hey but it's my rule and it's not stupid <laughs> being being the first one to pour a second glass uh sherlock i concur uh this one uh, the smell is better it's more robust the flavor yeah better on the second glass i think we need to just I think that neck pour we need to shake this bottle up and just see well, and there and there is there is the theory. We're gonna credit we're gonna like, credit Lee Ritter with like this. Tom Cruise and cocktails. Yeah. yeah. No, uh, we're gonna credit Lee Ritter from oh Bourbon and Stogies on the Bayou on Facebook, mm. which Renee, I believe you are a part of that Facebook group now. Yeah, finally, I got invited. He is the one. He is the one who taught me. He said, "If you believe that neck pores are hot," and I was like, "Wait." And then it took me a second. I figured out that's the theory behind it. You had to rethink what he meant by neck pour, didn't you? Yes, I did. Yeah. I absolutely did. You thought something else. So let's, in, instead, of, <laughs> instead of playing What Would You Pay, let's go ahead and put this one on the Morse Whiskey rating code. We may revisit it again later in the show. But, Caleb, you normally get to go last. We're going to start with you on this one. So if you'd have asked me initially on that first glass, I would have said, honestly, like a yellow. Because I felt like it just needed more. Now that I'm on my second glass and I'm getting the flavor and the robustness of it, it's, it's, it's opening up. Man, I'm, I think this is a blue for me. Really? We, we've had a lot of really you good blues. That, is a, blue. it, it was that a is a massive jump. Big, big jump. This, this right here, the second glass, is really good. I mean, I, I mean phenomenal. I look forward to y'all downing y'alls here in moments. Uh, Sam will be on his second glass by the last segment. And, by the uh, way, we have eight segments in the show, and he doesn't mean the last segment of this hour. Caleb means segment eight. Yeah. I think that this just gets so much better. I thought Sam was going to have a moment over there by himself with the first glass, so I'll be curious to see what the second glass looks like. Sam, your rating initially on the Morse Whiskey rating code. Oh, man, I'm, I'm, I'm close to Caleb right now. This is very 
I am enjoying this. Okay, Sam, I'm trying not means, to say good anymore. That means that means you're that means you have to back away because you are invading his personal space. We <laughs> see that here in the top secret podcast layer. Okay. I was wondering why I was crawling in my chair. Yeah. I'll I'll go blue. I'll go blue. Wow. Going blue. All right, Renee. I'm blue green. I know we don't we can't mix the colors. I say it's a high green, almost blue. I'll find out. I'll, I might update it after I try it with the ice sphere. So on my first glass, this one for me, as I think about what I have put in the blue category, the pinhook rye humor, the straight rye, that's a blue for me. Masterson's tenure, along with the white oak, the French oak, mm-hmm. those are blues. Blanton's a blue. Elijah Craig Toasted Barrel for me, absolutely a blue. I don't know that I can put this there for me. I don't know that I would go on the first glass, and maybe this goes to exactly what you're saying. I don't know that I would put this at a green. I might put this at a yellow. But we're going to sample a second glass in just a minute, see if it starts to peak up, and we will go ahead and then have more conversation because this is one, and every now and then you get one. You just got to let the bottle open. And as I said, I suspect that this is that bottle this week in the Top Secret Podcast layer. I mean, maybe the color of the bottle is influencing you since it is yellow. It is a yellow (laughs) bottle. I could tell you that I'm colorblind and I can't see yellow, but no, I'm kidding. I am not colorblind, so I did see the yellow. Stop giving me the finger, Sam. We will end this segment when I say we end this segment. I'm kidding. We will listen to Sam because Sam does such a great job at Better Boot Productions of keeping us not only on task but on schedule and making sure that our segments fit oh so nicely on the station you're listening on right here. We will talk more about the rules that are in place, the rules that we will abide by, and the stupid rules that we just want to peacefully protest when we come back right here on News Talk 96.5 KPEL. Luxury Limo of Lafayette is now offering airport transportation in style. Get dropped and picked up in their luxurious sedan or their Mercedes-Benz Sprinter for up to 12 travelers. And that's not all. Luxury Limo of Lafayette has 12, 15, 18, 22, 24, 26, and 30 passenger party buses. That's Luxury Limo of Lafayette, 565-4385, 565-4385, or LuxuryLimoOfLafayette.net. Treat yourself to luxury with Luxury Limo of Lafayette. Hello, my name is Rene Girard. I'm a Cadiana certified master tobacconist. Piper's Haven is at 3916 West Congress Street. We are located between Adrian's and Gilbo Road, and we have thousands of cigars in our 553 square foot humidor. Everything you need to go with your cigars can be found at Piper's Haven at 3916 West Congress Street, including cigar cutters, humidors, lighters, pipes, pipe tobacco, meerschaum pipes, briar pipes, pipe tools, pipe stands, pocket knives and hunting knives, and we also provide knife sharpening. We also have a complete selection of Lamberger lamps and scents for that woman that's tired of the smell of cigar smoke. Just buy her something nice and she will appreciate it a lot more. If you need a place to relax and smoke a cigar, come sit on our porch. Just remember to bring your chair. 
Piper's Haven at 3916 West Congress between Adrian's and Gilbo Road. Don't be afraid of your dentist. State-of-the-art, comfortable, and affordable dental care is just minutes away. Dr. Patrick Breesey practices sedation dentistry while providing services, including dental implants and cosmetic makeovers. His brand new office in Rain houses the latest in dental technology, so you can have the most pleasant dental experience while receiving the best results. Visit his website at raindentist.com. That's R-A-Y-N-E-D-E-N-T-I-S-T dot com. Educational, social, and personal development for children is difficult to navigate, even more so for parents of children with disabilities. Do you need insight and understanding of your disabled child? Do you need an educational plan? Turn to Dr. T. Scott Smith with a PhD in educational psychology and 20 years experience working with parents and children with disabilities. Dr. Smith can assist with social, educational, and personal development. Contact Dr. Smith via his website at www.strategy365consulting.com or his email at tscottsmith at aol.com. Ladies, we know that man in your life is hard to shop for. That's why you need to go to the Rustic Renegade, Acadiana's only true men's emporium. They have unique gifts for the man in your life, including grooming essentials, special coffees, clothing, items perfect for his man cave, and yes, knives, guns, and accessories. So come on by the Rustic Renegade at 2842 Northeast of Angeline Thruway, just north of Point de Mouton, or visit them online at therusticrenegade.com. That's therusticrenegade.com for the man in your life. What? Over? Did you say over? Nothing is over until we decide it is! Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! German? Forget it, he's rolling. Implicit Bias is presented by the Rustic Renegade, 2842 Northeast Evangeline Thruway. The man, the myth, the legend, the Rustic Renegade is in the house himself, along with the Katiana's certified master tobacconist, otherwise known as the CWAT, the Certified Wizard of Tobacco of Piper's Haven, 3916 West Congress, Mr. Rene Girard. And, of course, in the corner, the man who is not being a whiskey snob this week, he has already stamped a blue on our pinhook single-barrel vertical series five-year straight bourbon whiskey available only at Champagne's Market in the Oil Center. You have to ask them for their barrel pick to try this one out. Sam has already put the Sam Stokes seal of approval on this one, a blue stamp in the top secret podcast layer this week. Sam is obeying the rules. He kept us on time in our first couple segments. I'm sure he's going to keep us on time here in this segment. We are doing our best to obey the, the good rules, but man, we're going to lean in and break a bunch of stupid ones. And let's start with some of the discussion that we had in the monologue. There are laws on the books, and we are going to go straight down the old school. When I was a child, and I am old, yes, I'm aware of that, but when I was a child, it was not a law that you had to wear a seatbelt. I mean, you're not that old because I don't think when I was a child that was a law yet either, at least very, very young. I'll be honest. I do not remember at what time it actually became a law because – my mom would have me put my seatbelt on from a relatively young age. But I remember I remember laying across the back dashboard of my it. parents' old school sedan while the vehicle was moving and sleeping there as a kid. I'm willing to bet you Sam's never done that. 
You ever laid across the back dash? Would that be a dash? It would be a, a rear dash. The rear dash of a car driving to like Arkansas. No, no, I've not done that. Renee probably has. Renee we, rode in like a rumble seat. Well, yeah, they had rumble seats back then. No, actually, <laughs> my dad had a 1963 Corvair. And we, when we were living in California, we would come back here for vacations and visit my grandparents and that. What they would literally do is they would put pillars and make a platform. So me and my dog had the whole back seat as a platform. And, yeah, we rode that way. But back in the 60s even... You could not go on a military installation without seatbelts. In the 60s, they had that rule. My dad had to install a seatbelt in the middle seat of the Corvair so I could ride in the front seat. So essentially, your employer was dictating that you wear a seatbelt at that time. Yeah. The military, if you went on a military installation, you had to have a seatbelt on. They, they've always been over safety. We yeah, are, we are going time. to touch on that in just a moment. My big question is this. If I don't wear a seatbelt in a vehicle, and I'm not talking about children, uh, we're going to take children out of this conversation right. because you do have to have a license to drive a car. You do not have to have a license to have a child. And sometimes I think that maybe we should all have to have a license yeah, that, to have a child because there were things that I messed that up, to be up, right? There were things that I messed up and I'm like, I can't believe they're letting me have a kid. I can't believe that they're letting me instruct the life of another human being for 18 years. They just let me leave the hospital with this thing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but other than children with seatbelts, if you're an adult, it's going to emotionally hurt your family. Right. There's somebody out there who you're cares not, about you. You're right? not going to permanently injure or anybody else by you not wearing a seatbelt. You're the only one that's going to get hurt or killed look i guess it is possible that you could correct that you could become a projectile <laughs> and hit someone else inside of another vehicle those odds are incredibly slim my point being is this at some point the government decided and maybe this is why the military said seatbelts are mandatory when you go into the military and caleb you correct me if i'm wrong here you effectively become an asset of the united states government yeah, you, you become an asset. You become their property, essentially. And uh, so this is my personal belief. When it comes to things like wearing your seatbelt, wearing your, uh, uh, I don't remember what we called them, your, your road guard vest, wearing your glow belt and all that, wearing high-vis clothing, clothing while you're riding a motorcycle, all that kind of stuff. The sole reason, and this is my opinion, that Uncle Sam cares about that is they don't want to pay out your life insurance policy. So there's a liability aspect. Well, that, that and they spent a lot of money training you to Correct. do the job you did. Correct. Uh, there's an investment in right. you. The average soldier costs roughly three-quarter of a million dollars to train. And that's just for a basic grunt. Yeah. So, that's not specialized on top of that. So yeah. now let's go, back, let's go back to the rules versus stupid rules for people outside the military. To your point, Renee, if I decide not to wear a seatbelt as an adult, the massive odds are in favor of me only hurting me. Yep. So apparently, the government has to take care of me for me. I no longer get to make that decision. Well, if people really believe the my body, my choice nonsense, then it would be, hey, live and let live. Seatbelt, that's your decision. Motorcycle helmet. 
motorcycle helmet. I mean, and this is from someone who rides a motorcycle. I, I will not get on my bike without a helmet, personally. Yeah, I never did when I rode a bike. But, I just well, yeah. and let's be honest. You get on a bike, and you're going to go 100, 115 miles an hour. You're going to go 60, 70 miles an hour. You get into a wreck, and you're wearing a helmet. I'm glad that your head is fine. The problem is it's probably not connected to your body much anymore. And, and right? not even that. A June, I mean, a June bug at 40 miles oh, an hour. Hurts. Oh, yeah. God. Get hit in the chest with one of those. Man, yeah. I've, got, I've gotten tagged many a time. It's like somebody shot me. So, I mean, there, there's so many things that we have on the books as, as laws that, I mean, it's really individual discretion in my opinion. Well, I mean, some people are just too stupid to make their own decisions. So the government figures they got to do it for us. So at, no, I, I love I love that you went there, Renee, because ultimately that's that's where we land. It tells you everything you need to know about the government. And Sam, I'm curious as to your perspective on this because, as a child of the generation in which I grew up, I was taught you are responsible for yourself and for your own well being. You need to do these things for you. With the nanny state and the way that it has crept in. I now get the feeling that we are raising a generation that is being taught, you know what? We are your overlords. We are your rulers. We're going to take care of you because you are not smart enough to take care of yourself. How does your generation perceive that, Sam? Uh, I'm not sure that that's something that I've thought about, Kavon. I, I don't know. Um, Glad I'm, you're deeper than the glass over there. <laughs> I'm curious if... Uh, I don't know that I agree that uh, if you get in a car accident and hurt yourself severely, that you're the only victim, that you're just hurting yourself. Because eventually, whenever you uh, bring it out uh, and maximize it and, and take it by uh, 30,000 feet, enough of those does put a strain on things like uh, Renee brought up earlier, like uh, health insurance and uh, hospitals well, and all so that stuff. So every car legally has to be insured. You always have to be – you have to be insured for – but Everything in the state of Louisiana, there's right? There's many that don't. When, that don't. when you look at anything from 30,000 feet, everything affects everyone, right? And there are life yeah, insurance. Exactly. There, there's life insurance and health insurance policies that mandate you can't smoke, you can't do this, uh, you have to work out, you have to jog. I'm making this part up, but jog 13 miles a, a week. There's all these things that are criteria for certain things, right? So health insurance, government insurance in general is always going to try to find a way to not pay you the money that you feel you wrote. So at that point in time, what's, what's the big deal? Like, I, I'm one of those people, like, I believe in 100% freedom. I don't want Uncle Sam telling me anything about anything. I don't want you telling me that I can't walk around my front yard naked as long as no one's looking. I don't want you telling me that I can't, you <laughs> and, know. And there's, there's the line, right? Yeah. You, have, you have the right to do anything that you want to do until it infringes upon the rights of someone else. Right. right. And granted, when someone passes away be it a car wreck or anything else, many, many lives are affected. Many are. People yeah. are going to miss you. People are going to have to pay for your funeral if, you do, if your insurance doesn't cover it. If your insurance does cover it, they have to front the money and everything else. So there's always a cost to everything. And, and to that point, so Sam, let me ask you this. There are plenty of medical conditions out there that are easily avoidable. There are plenty of things that we deem diseases that are habitual, not genetic, right? So if there is something that is habitual that causes you to be in the hospital longer, causes large segments of the population 
to be more at risk to receive those? Should we outlaw those behaviors as well? I don't think that it's always necessarily logical. Uh, I do think, I mean, so so you're Caleb so you're, just you're, moral, to, you're morally flexible on where we fit with these. No, I think no, humanity I is not necessarily logical on everything. Oh, I would absolutely agree with you there. You know, we spoke. I, I know we've brought this up on the show that like we talk about, uh, especially after September 11th, there was so much talk about domestic terrorism. But you were way more likely to die in something like a car accident. But you know, we worry about getting killed by terrorists a lot more than we do a car accident. That's because humans the, the are... perceive fear over Yeah, yeah. Well, that, So it's an emotional decision media. more than a logical Correct. decision, though there is some logic behind it. And I think as Caleb brought up earlier, he's he's basing his decision from... probably. I, I think we'd agree that it's an extreme. Like, uh, complete freedom is an extreme. Absolutely. Yeah. And it most is. of us are not there. Most of us are trade-offs here and there oh, yeah, yeah. right so it's just a matter of where you choose to have those trade-offs well i think it's one of those things that most people don't really consider or think about you know um th- these are thoughts that that these are conversations thoughts that i've had not only myself but with other people uh with people in the medical profession with with psychiatrists uh psychiatrists the, the, the whole deal with friends with family and these are the the when i try to solve the problems of the world these are the things that i think about you know, and, and and not trying to put you on the spot with it. I mean, this is probably like you said, this is something you've never you've never really thought about, right? So trying to come up with a uh, a logical and and well thought out answer in thirty seconds is difficult. You know, and it's one of those things that's like, where do I draw the line? Like, where is my cutoff point, and where do I need to to make my stand? And therein, I think Caleb sums it up in a nutshell. It's one of the reasons why. We have Caleb and Renee and Sam on the show because we end up at this spot, which is where do you draw the line? Because no matter where you draw the line, someone else is going to draw the line farther and farther and farther and farther and farther. Oh, right? they, they, they will push the line. Somebody's going to push well, that line. So th- and this was a topic I was going to la- wait to bring up later in the show. We're going to flip-flop some things on the rundown. So let's talk about Australia. So where does the line get drawn, right? Does the line get drawn at seatbelts? Does the line get drawn on negative tests or shots to get into a football game? Or do you end up with a citizenry that now has the military patrolling a city to enforce quarantine in the home? Yeah, That yeah. is according to NPR, not, yeah, not some right-wing NPR reported this story that the Australian military was being brought in. Now, very that, small that, force. They're using, they're using facial recognition software. They got, you know, cameras everywhere like a lot of places do. And they'll, if you've been told that you need a quarantine and they see you on the street, they come and arrest you and find you. Well, in, in my you. opinion, this is a, this is what I would consider a government gone awry. Oh, yeah. Uh, look back at firearms when they did their firearm registry and then made them all illegal. Right. I say all generalization, right? We can we can it's, discuss. Yeah, skipping, you're skipping ahead, Caleb. So you're yeah. skipping ahead here. This is this is a government that didn't do what the public asked it to do. They said we know better than the populace. Right. So they decided to do this. This is a government that's done this on multiple occasions. This is what I don't want to see our nation get to and you know i always thought of australia as being more, more like us more like us and you know more let the populace 
live their lives. I mean, this is a but, country that was formed out of the, a prison. Rene, we're going to say this again. Over the last 30 years, I mean, it's gotten We're going to say very, this again. Elections strict. have consequences. Oh, yeah. And Caleb, to your point, you I said you're jumping ahead. Why hasn't that happened here? We've we've been under quarantine here in the, in Louisiana. We've had these rules imposed on us, but for some reason, for some reason, there is a fear of trying to go door to door to enforce quarantine. <laughs> what might that be? You behind know, every blade of grass behind, and behind. Yep, Japanese said it best. Behind every blade of grass and every every closet door, there's a gun. We will be back with our third segment of implicit bias right here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. William S. Nicole Jewelry has been serving the Acadiana area for over 40 years now. Loose diamonds, engagement rings, wedding sets, the most extensive in-store selection Acadiana has to offer. Waterford Crystal, Swarovski Crystal, and a complete Pandora Jewelry shop and shop right on the showroom floor. In-house jewelry repairs and a friendly, knowledgeable staff to assist you. When you want bigger, better diamonds for less, when you want quality merchandise at affordable prices, shop local. Shop William S. Nicole Jewelry, 3802 Johnson Street, Lafayette. You deserve the healthiest and tastiest steaks available. You deserve Wagyu. Known for its unmatched flavor and marbling, Rosewood Farms raises Texas Wagyu and is only available at a few select locations at Acadiana. Rosewood Ranch's Texas Wagyu has a buttery flavor and is remarkably tender. It is also high in omega-3 and omega-6 fatty acids, which are known to fight heart disease, Alzheimer's, and arthritis. As for Rosewood Ranch's Texas Wagyu at Shopbine's Market, Took's Meat Market, and Alexander's Market in Baton Rouge, Tell them it's your implicit bias. Taste the Wagyu difference with Rosewood Forms Texas Wagyu. Luxury Limo of Lafayette is now offering airport transportation in style. Get dropped and picked up in their luxurious sedan or their Mercedes-Benz Sprinter for up to 12 travelers. And that's not all. Luxury Limo of Lafayette has 12, 15, 18, 22, 24, 26, and 30 passenger party buses. That's Luxury Limo of Lafayette. 565-4385. 565-4385. Or Luxury Limo of Lafayette.net. Treat yourself to luxury with Luxury Limo of Lafayette. Attention Acadiana, have you been to the Rustic Renegade? Acadiana's only true men's emporium. The Rustic Renegade has it all. Special items for that man cave, special coffee blends, unique gifts and grooming items, and best of all, Acadiana's only simulated range where you can shoot not only targets, but you can shoot scenarios. Why spend a fortune on ammunition? You can become better at what you like to do. At the Rustic Renegade, knives, guns, guns, accessories, and the experts to handle it all. That's the Rustic Renegade, 2842 Northeast Evangeline Thruway. Oh, the second glass, the second glass here on Implicit Bias. I'm your host, Kavon Bordelon, presented to you by the Rustic Renegade, 2842 Northeast Evangeline Thruway. We have the Renegade here himself, Mr. Caleb Morse. We also have Acadiana's only certified master tobacconist, Mr. Rene Gerard from Piper's Haven, 3916 West Congress. And of course, as always, Sam Stokes in the corner, our residential whiskey snob who has given his seal of approval. A blue stamp to this pinhook, single-barrel, five-year vertical bourbon straight whiskey available only at Champagne's Market in the Oil Center. Mr. Renee, let's start with you because now you've had it neat and you've had it on ice. Is, is he back to Lord Bourbon again? Yeah, I guess he's, he, uh, I guess, <laughs> I guess he's close to Lord <laughs> Bourbon again. I, well, you know, I'm not normally an ice guy, but I was like, I got to try it. That ice does do a number on this. I, it smooths it out a lot. 
So you doesn't you don't have that that peppery bite that that burn. I'd still put it a green, but yeah, it's got a lot different flavor. Absolutely. All right, so Sam, you labeled this pretty much a blue right off the bat. You're now finally on your second glass. <laughs> your thoughts on this one now that you've got a little bit of weep in it, you've had a glass and maybe you've I'm not sure if you've had a taste of the second or not, but we'll find out. I just did, yeah. Uh, it it was a it was a soft blue, and I'm kind of where Renee was, where it was like a very dark green or a very light blue. You know, I think it still deserves to be a light blue. Uh, I I I see the look of disgust in your well, it's, eyes. It's, no, it's because you, you you're trying to come up with something that doesn't. We don't have a turquoise. We don't have a seafoam green on the I re- chart. I realize that, but I know the people out there listening so are hanging on my every word. So. you have to be hundred percent committed. There's none of this like tiptoe. Feel the water with your toes before you jump in. You just jump in the deep end. Celadon. If it's light blue, you mean to say it's blue. I'm trying. I'm trying to tell the people at home that it's not. It's Blanton's or like one it's of It's better the, like, than good. You really enjoy it. And that you got you gotta have like varying scales no. in there. It's no. not like one, two, three, four. You got one point five, two point eight, you, you know. No, see, I so I agree with Caleb. One of the things I love about the Morse whiskey rating code is this. It is absolute. It is I will not drink it if it's free. That's red. Yes. It yeah. is if it's free, I will absolutely drink it. That is yellow. It is green. It's, but wait. If I will see it, I will buy it. And if it's blue, it's I am actively yep. seeking this. Everything's absolute. There's but, no middle range. Now, well, are, well, wait, 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 wait. How can you get a red? You it, can get a red. No, you can't get a red. Oh, yeah, you can. No, oh, yeah. you can't. Oh, Sam has already given a red, so you yeah. can't say that. You End can't because that's a if stupid it's rule, free, I will not drink it. Well, you drank it. Yes. So I forced myself to overcome my <laughs> disdain for that alcohol. <laughs> to give my open opinion to the populace. I, Renee, I, think, Renee, I think there's an addendum Renee. to the Morse Whiskey Code, which is I'll try anything once. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. So, okay well, so that's the first stage. We, we, are, we, are, we are sampling to help those that may or may not want to try be able to, to ascertain where they want to go. So therefore, Renee, your rule is a stupid rule and we would break it. <laughs> I believe in saying, hey, look, you should save your money, your hard-earned money, and not buy certain it's, things. It's like I tell a lot of my customers, I smoke the bad ones so you don't have to. That's right. <laughs> there you <laughs> go. You know, so we drink the bad whiskeys so you don't have to. You know what? That's a, But we also whiskey. get to drink yeah. the, the good, good whiskeys. whiskeys too. Yeah. Yes. That, yeah. that is a good rule. And if you are going to take the bad, you take the good that comes with the bad. Oh, so you get the good and the bad. Exactly. And that is a rule that we will not break. Hmm. But we will break stupid rules. So that is the topic of this week's show. Stupid rules were meant to be broken. Not all rules. Because many rules were actually put into play for good reason. I'm having trouble with this story that came out of the Chicago Tribune. I'm having a lot of issues with this one. Where there was a court hearing. Where Joseph Monahan, who is the attorney, argued on behalf of his client, Nurajay Fipe. She was a 68-year-old who'd been in intensive care for nearly a month on a ventilator. Her family requested that she be allowed to try, be dosed with what her doctor was recommending, ivermectin. I'm going to put this out there. We're going to preface this conversation right here, right now. I am not a doctor. No one here is a doctor. 
we are not going to claim that ivermectin is a cure-all. The discussion here is the right to try. This story is dated May 4th. This person had been on a ventilator nearly a month hmm, that she'd been in a coma when her doctor said, I would put her on ivermectin. I would give her an alternate treatment. What you are doing, no matter what, what you are doing is not working. Try something different. You know what the hospital said? The hospital said no and made her family go to court to try something different. I so, would say good on her family for having the Constitution and gumption for being willing to stand up against someone else. Yeah, I mean, how long did the court how long did the court thing take? I mean, she's been on there a month and we all know that the odds of surviving ventilators for a month like yeah. that with this COVID thing, you know, there's a lot of high risk of, of dying on that. How much longer did they put her in jeopardy by making them do that? So the family ended up because the hospital evidently put some additional obstacles in the way of her doctor. The family had to find another doctor who traveled an hour and a half to two hours each way to administer this other treatment. Today is the day this will air is September 11th. As of when we record, which is September 9th, do you know where Mrs. Fipe is? No. Mrs. Fipe is at home. She still has a road to recovery. But she's out of the hospital. But she and is off of a ventilator. She is out of a coma and off of a ventilator. Well, and now, and what's good about this, too, and what, and, and what I think you're trying to say is, is ivermectin or other means of treatment right for everyone? No. And what this hospital probably saw was that 80%, I'm, I'm making that number up, 80% recovered with this treatment. But what we've learned historically is everyone is different. different correct. Yeah. Everyone. You can't do a blanket coverage. No. I mean, well, there. I mean, there's some people even that, you know, they keep pushing this vaccine. And there's some people that had adverse effect, effects from the vaccine. Oh, we're going to get just, to that in a, in a you minute. You know, it just not every treatment works for everybody. You know, it's just like some people that get cancer and they have an experimental drug. And FDA says, no, you can't do that. Look, you're going to die. You're dying anyway. Why not let them try make something it, different make to see if it works? So you know, I'm, I'm going yeah. to I'm going to a applaud the judge mm -hmm. for ruling in this person's right to try when nothing else was working. I am going to admonish the hospital because I'm going to give you my hypothesis here. I can't say that I know what I'm going to tell you is my experience with large corporations there is an attorney, there is someone sitting in a room saying this makes us liable if we do this. So we're not going to do it. They are more worried about the liability, potentially, than they are the actual life of the patient. Because if ivermectin, if whatever that treatment was doesn't work, someone is going, well, we did this and it's not part of the protocol. And they're, they're more worried about the rules, right? 
even though those rules might not be the smartest rules. But you know what gets me? Than anything else. Is what would happen if they stopped the alternative treatment and she died? Are they still liable for that? So therein lies a great question, Renee, because I'm on board with you. I would actually, at this point, given that my, my relative is at home, I would file attempted murder charges against the hospital administration. Yeah, I mean... It, because now you have, you have proof that what they did almost killed your relative. Right, uh, and they wouldn't, right? Allow, they wouldn't allow you to do an alternative treatment. Correct, and, and look... Well, and and, and it's, it's the family making the decision. You know... The hospital should not determine complete course right. of care. The exactly. family should have a say. Exactly. If the family says... We want to do this, and they do it, and it goes bad. The hospital can go, hey, that was on you. That wasn't on us. Correct. Well, and, and as a business owner, and you, you probably see this as well, we live in, if I'm wrong, but the most litigious state in the nation. Oh, absolutely. People will, will sue for everything, everything and anything in this state. So I understand the hospital's fear from a business point of view, but... From my own individual moral point of view, it goes back to freedom, right? Look, if you want to try, yeah. have them sign the waivers. Right. There's a waiver so, for everything. So let me so let me ask this question. Yeah, but the problem is that, a lot of these waivers don't stand up in court. That's the problem because but, you have an attorney that will. But along beat it. That, but <laughs> along that same line, let me ask this question: If an elderly patient had gone into the hospital, and the doctor says, "You have." a week to live. We're going to put you on hospice. And that patient tells that hospital, you know what? Bring Dr. Kevorkian in here today. I want to settle this right here, right now. Would they get in the way? Oh, yeah. Some, some, yes, some, some would, would some of, wouldn't. A lot right? of states, a lot of states, they'll do it. I mean, there's only a few states that have the right to die. Thing. Correct. You know, I guess at that point in time, I wouldn't wear a helmet on a motorcycle. <laughs> and, and, and therein lies some of the moral quandary that we're in today, Right. Sam, you've been quiet on this one throughout this segment. Because, by the way, just so you know, before we give Sam a chance to comment, this is not the first. This is at least the second case where a family has gone to court for an alternative treatment. And the patient has come out alive and gone home when they were on a bad course of treatment. Um, and that's just with in, in the very recent past. I'm curious as to your thoughts, Sam, on right to choose, you go into the hospital, they say this is what you should get, and you say, no, I want to do something different. Uh, I want to preface by saying I'm not a doctor. We, which we know. Put that out there for everybody. And you didn't um, stay at a Holiday Inn last night. I'm so. not a fan of, of politicizing. It only works on Holiday Inn Express. Yeah. Just I'm not a fan express. of politicizing medicine. I think that that's like a ridiculous thing. I, I think medicine, uh, historically... Uh, we don't know what's going to end up being medicine. You know, medicine becomes medicine because somebody tried it and it worked, and then it worked enough times over a course of time that. Well, at, at one point, they called many medicines witchcraft. Yeah, I mean, at one point, uh, they called some drugs medicine, some medicine drugs, you know. you know. At one point, the whiskey we are sampling here tonight would have been called a cure all for everything that ails you. Exactly. Yeah, so. Whether uh, whatever ivermectin was in its first iteration doesn't necessarily mean that it can't ever be anything else in some other iteration. And and the way that it's prescribed for uh, some iterations isn't necessarily the same way that it's going to be prescribed for others. You know, if you 
I, I don't know enough about medicine to really get into that. No, but. So, the, the, Sam, the question really isn't medicine. The question is more if you're dying in a hospital and everything they're doing is not helping you and somebody says we should try this, should you, your family, have the ability to say yes or should the hospital have the ability to determine your entire course of care? Who determines your fate? The hospital administrators or the people who are closest to you and love you the most? Uh, I, I mean, I would like to say your family, but I think what you brought up earlier about the uh, litigation is just a tremendous, tremendous factor that affects uh, so many of these discussions that we're having. I mean, it affects the uh, the helmets on the motorcycles. It, ex- it affects the seatbelts, and it affects this right here. Uh, if something crazy happened that I, I we don't even know uh they could be potentially liable for a lawsuit and that just overarches over everything in our society you know that it, it to me it's very simple it's the decision should be between the family and the physician that you trust that you picked that's my doctor and we are going to make decisions not just him we will make decisions about my treatment so the doctor and this is my implicit bias, the doctor is a consultant. The doctor gives you advice and says, this is what I believe is the best course of action for you. You are the CEO. You get to either take said advice or tell the doctor to take said advice, stick it where the sun don't shine and leave and go talk to somebody else. Wait, right? you mean it's, it's like Joe Biden and the chief, Joint Chiefs of Staff, when they make a decision, oh, and I go, no, we will do this. Sam, thank you for the finger. We're going to come back with another story about, you know what, we talked about the right to die. What about the right to kill and rules and stupid rules? More of that when we come back right here on News Talk 96.5. PayPal. News Talk 96.5. KPL. You're listening to News Talk 96.5, KPEL, Brobridge, Lafayette, a Town Square media station. Educational, social, and personal development for children is difficult to navigate, even more so for parents of children with disabilities. Do you need insight and understanding of your disabled child? Do you need an educational plan? Turn to Dr. T. Scott Smith with a Ph.D. in educational psychology and 20 years experience working with parents and children with disabilities Dr. Smith can assist with social, educational, and personal development. Contact Dr. Smith via his website at www.strategy365consulting.com or his email at tscottsmith at aol.com. Don't be afraid of your dentist. State-of-the-art, comfortable, and affordable dental care is just minutes away. Dr. Patrick Breesey practices sedation dentistry while providing services, including dental implants and cosmetic makeovers. His brand-new office in Rain houses the latest in dental technology, so you can have the most pleasant dental experience while receiving the best results. Visit his website at raindentist.com. That's R-A-Y-N-E-D-E-N-T-I-S-T dot com. Attention Acadiana, have you been to the Rustic Renegade, Acadiana's only true men's emporium? The Rustic Renegade has it all. Special items for that man cave, special coffee blends, unique gifts and grooming items, and best of all, Acadiana's only simulated range where you can shoot not only targets, but you can shoot scenarios. Why spend a fortune on ammunition? You can become better at what you like to do. At the Rustic Renegade, knives, guns, guns, accessories, and the experts to handle it all. That's the Rustic Renegade, 2842 Northeast of Angeline Thruway. 
William S. Nicole Jewelry has been serving the Acadiana area for over 40 years now. Loose diamonds, engagement rings, wedding sets, the most extensive in-store selection Acadiana has to offer. Waterford Crystal, Swarovski Crystal, and a complete Pandora Jewelry Shop and Shop right on the showroom floor. In-house jewelry repairs and a friendly, knowledgeable staff to assist you. When you want bigger, better diamonds for less, when you want quality merchandise at affordable prices, shop local. Shop William S. Nacol Jewelry, 3802 Johnson Street, Lafayette. Nobody likes to drive around in a grimy ride. Clean that car the Cajun way. Zydeco Ride and Shine Car Wash at 320 Willow and Cajun Car Wash at 510 Lafayette Street in Youngsville are there for you. Our facilities provide you with the best automatic car wash in the Acadiana area. Regulars get a bonus. Buy three washes at a location, get the fourth one free. Zydeco Ride and Shine and Cajun Car Wash. Keeping Acadiana's rides clean since 2014. Men want to look like men. That means when it's time for a fresh cut, men go where men go. All-American Barbering. Licensed barber Nick Duplishan and the staff at All-American Barbering do it right. From old school haircuts to straight razor shaves to beard trim and shaping, even boys look like men after a cut from All-American Barbering. A veteran-owned business, All-American Barbering is located in Broussard at 807 Albertsons Parkway, Suite B. Schedule your appointment to look like a man at their website, allamericanbarbering.com. Remember, men, when you want to look like a man, go to Broussard. Go to All-American Barbering. Welcome into the second hour of Implicit Bias. I'm your host, Kavon Bordelon. We are presented in the second hour, brought to you by Piper's Haven, 3916 West Congress. You know what? If you are not sitting on the porch, having a weekly whiskey, puffing on a stogie with Rene Girard and his fabulous cohort of characters on the porch at Piper's Haven, you still have time to make it there, to sit down, to listen, to be part of the conversation. We are talking about rules and the rules that were made to be broken. In other words, the rules that are stupid. We have with us this week the man, the myth, the legend from the Rustic Renegade, our presenting sponsor, 2842 Northeast Evangeline Thruway, Mr. Caleb Morse himself, as well as Acadiana's only certified master tobacconist, Mr. Rene Girard, and of course, in the corner, Sam Stokes, and I am on my second, pretty much done with the second tasting of this weekly whiskey, our Pinhook True Single Barrel Five-Year Straight Bourbon Whiskey. And we're going to revamp this very quickly before we jump back into our Rules Were Made to Be Broken story. This definitely got better on the second glass, Caleb. Definitely got better on the second. I don't know if it jumped from a yellow to a blue for See, me. I wasn't lying to you. But it it has gotten significantly better on the second glass. You are on the... <laughs> I'm counting on fingers here and about to go to toes glass. I've been trying to slow down, you know, but <laughs> Sam's over here pushing me. Is, is it... <laughs> are you saying it's a green now? Oh, me? no. For me, it's absolutely a green at this point. It is absolutely a green because it has gotten better. It it's, has progressed. It's but not, I don't know that it's gotten me to a blue. It's not turquoise or... No. No. <laughs> no. It's like a 3.5. Is, no. is it sea foam? No. <laughs> so we are talking about stupid rules. You know, one of the things that I, I love about, and we talk often about this on the show, our Christian faith. One of the things I love about our Christian faith is that the rules that are put in place are absolute. They are simple. 
They are not stupid. They make a ton of sense. Thou shalt not kill. Yeah. To think that we had to be told that at one time, I mean, it tells us where we've come from. Well, you know, and it, but, and it looks at, you know, you got 10 basic rules. And all most of our laws are based on those 10 basic rules. Correct. And they're very simple. Thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not steal. Right. Right? Thou shalt it, not cover neighbors and anything. wives. And, right. Yeah. How about this know. one? Love your neighbor as yourself. Yes. Very simple. Think about the profoundness of that statement. That rule is absolute. You know, if, and if One, people listen to that more, we would be a lot better off. You're absolutely right. But one one that gets a little murky, one that gets a little murky is thou shalt not kill. Because in having conversations with People who are really well read and understood with the ethics, the morality of church teaching. The argument can be made that there are situations where the most prudent thing must be done in certain situations. For example, you have a daughter. You are sitting with a friend. And you see on his phone video of said friend doing things to your eight-year-old, 12-year-old daughter that should not be done. All of a sudden, that thou shalt not kill becomes a little murky because there are other ways around it, right? Well, and let's let's clarify something too, right? So uh, what we read is a translation, right? You read multiple different translations, and they'll have an A instead of a the and so forth. What we see is thou shalt not kill. The best translation we have is thou shalt not murder. Definition of murder, premeditated, thought out, planned. Correct. That's what I go by. Mm-hmm. It took me a lot of strife to get to that definition. Do you want to continue with what, what happens here with this one? Because I know, and it, it, it gets my blood going. So, yeah, I would yeah, have done that's, it. Yeah, <laughs> and... So where, where we land with this, and this is a story that came to us out of the Daily Mail. A Russian father killed a man that he thought was his friend. Vasily Vyshelev, and I'm, I'm going to butcher his last name. Like he was. <laughs> he did. He, he, he butchered the person who was supposedly yep. his friend because exactly what I described happened. Yep. He, was with, he was with this man that he knew. And happened to see on his phone what this man did to his daughter. Eight-year-old daughter. And you know what? Eight-year-old daughter. Like, I want to commend him on taking a stand against pedophilia and what happened. Because people who hurt innocent individuals, people who hurt children, they deserve no mercy in my book. So this this is the interesting conversation around this. Because if you're having a, a, a theologically moral conversation around what is acceptable under the teaching and what is not, if you see someone who is about to kill innocent women and children, do you have a moral obligation to alleviate the pain of those innocent people? Well, the Bible tells us that uh, God sees it as... 
uh, an abomination those that take the blood of an innocent individual. So in the eyes of God, and, and I've had this conversation with a priest, right? In the eyes of God, there is an, in some instances, an ethical obligation mm -hmm. to protect those innocent women and children. The Bible or tells innocents, us, you know, right? our no matter God, who they are, could be guys too. Yeah. The Bible tells us our God is a God of war. Now, Old Testament God and New Testament God, we see very different, very, very different. But they are also both one in the same. And as much as it pains me to say this, there are people out there that exist for the sole purpose of evil. Mm. And the yes. kind of person that would hurt that. and harm a child. So let's let's well, put it let's put it what? in movie context. You know, everybody some, talks wait, some people no, wait, just want to watch about, the world burn. Yes. Right? Everybody talks about the hurting an innocent children. What about just innocent people in general? Yeah. You know, it's just that's what upsets me is that these people that are evil, obviously, they go out and they, they do things. And I've always been of the opinion that whenever somebody kills somebody, you know, doing crime or whatever, and, and they kill somebody, and they're caught red-handed doing it, that they should be executed in the exact same way that they murdered those people. And it brought me to the point years ago, there was a lady, Susan Smith, who strapped her two kids in the back of her I, car. I know the story you're talking about. And drove rode, them into a lake. Rode the car into the lake for those kids to drown because she had a boyfriend that didn't want kids. And she blamed it on a black guy that, you know, didn't exist. So let, let's... I think they should have put her in the same car and rolled her off into the same so lake. This happened in Russia. Right, this particular story. Let me take you back to New Orleans, circa 1980s. A karate instructor, yes, I saw molested that molested yes. a student and ran. And when they brought him back into the New Orleans International Airport at the time, there were cameras there for his extradition from yep. one state to another. And as they walked him past a phone, a bank of phone booths on live television, his father was at one of those phone booths the kids turned around yes yeah. the child's father turned around and executed that man on live television yep and what i'm going to tell you is this the same exact result of what happened in new orleans which is what people said if that was my kid i'd have done the same thing happened in russia they arrested alexi they put him in jail he is now under house arrest yep. because the entire community is so upset about the fact that someone who was defending someone else, and look, in no way are we on this show advocating murder. That is not the case. The defense of others and the willingness to accept the consequences that come with that, because make no mistake, no matter who you are, no matter what happens today, if you take up for someone else and you interject yourself into a situation to defend an innocent person, you will suffer. And yeah. that is a fact. Yeah. Well, I mean, if, if, for example, if there's a, is the, there's a shooting situation and we're all concealed carry weapon holders, you use your weapon to save somebody else's life. You know, and my mom asked me that whenever I got mine. She goes, well, what will happen? I said, the police will come. Mm -hmm. They'll take they my gun. You. They will arrest me. I will go to jail. And hopefully they will find that 
It was a legitimate instance. That's just the way it is. I mean, it, you know, it's just sometimes you just got to do things to protect well, people. When you look at this, this man, I doubt he took any pleasure in his act. No. He, he stabbed oh, this he attacker probably, to death. He was probably it, it was upset. brutal. He was upset. He was, it was very brutal. He stabbed him to death. Did it change anything? Did it help that little girl for the rest of her life? No. no. But did, it can, did it potentially stop it someone else? someone else because I guarantee you Well, if the, he did it this time, and you know what they found out? He had done it before. Oh, yeah. They and found he had evidence. done it before. They had found had evidence it that you he had multiple, multiple. The chances of you finding someone on the first time are slim because the first right. time they're scared and cautious. Right. You're not going to find them on the first time. You're going to find them on the, on the quintuple of time. Yeah. They get lazy. Well, and, 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 let's, and for those who say, and I'm going to leave this here. This is where we're going to end this segment. For those who say, oh, well, this is an extreme case. Let's boil down the numbers. Psychologists estimate that psychosis, right, psychopaths, make up roughly 4% of the United States population. There are over 328 million people in the United States. That means that at any given time, there are more than 13 million wandering this planet who do not wish good on you or me. We here on Implicit Bias, we wish good on everyone. We love in the way St. Thomas Aquinas loves that rule to will the good of other for the sake of other implicitly. We will will more of that when we come back. Bring you more Implicit Bias right here on News Talk 96.5 PayPal. Ladies, we know that man in your life is hard to shop for. That's why you need to go to the Rustic Renegade, Acadiana's only true men's emporium. They have unique gifts for the man in your life, including grooming essentials, special coffees, clothing, items perfect for his man cave, and yes, knives, guns, and accessories. So come on by the Rustic Renegade at 2842 Northeast Evangeline Thruway, just north of Point de Mouton, or visit them online at therusticrenegade.com. That's therusticrenegade.com for the man in your life. Does your insurance give you assurance? Justin Robichaux with Quality Plus Insurance is in the business of providing personal and commercial coverage with integrity and confidence focused on your long-term goals and partnership. As an independent insurance agent, Quality Plus Insurance has more than 30 years of experience creating tailored insurance coverage for their customers, and they have relationships with multiple major carriers. Insurance with assurance. Justin Robichaux and Quality Plus Insurance, 233-9925 or qualityplusinsurance.com. William S. Nicole Jewelry has been serving the Acadiana area for over 40 years now. Loose diamonds, engagement rings, wedding sets, the most extensive in-store selection Acadiana has to offer. Waterford Crystal, Swarovski Crystal, and a complete Pandora Jewelry shop and shop right on the showroom floor. In-house jewelry repairs and a friendly, knowledgeable staff to assist you. When you want bigger, better diamonds for less, when you want quality merchandise at affordable prices, shop local. Shop William S. Nicole Jewelry, 3802 Johnson Street, Lafayette. Don't be afraid of your dentist. State-of-the-art, comfortable, and affordable dental care is just minutes away. Dr. Patrick Breesey practices sedation dentistry while providing services, including dental implants and cosmetic makeovers. His brand-new office in Rain houses the latest in dental technology, so you can have the most pleasant dental experience while receiving the best results. Visit his website at raindentist.com. That's R-A-Y-N-E-D-E-N-T-I-S-T dot com. Men want to look like men. 
That means when it's time for a fresh cut, men go where men go. All-American Barbering. Licensed barber Nick Duplishan and the staff at All-American Barbering do it right. From old school haircuts to straight razor shaves to beard trim and shaping, even boys look like men after a cut from All-American Barbering. A veteran-owned business, All-American Barbering is located in Broussard at 807 Albertsons Parkway, Suite B. Schedule your appointment to look like a man at their website, allamericanbarbering.com. Remember, men, when you want to look like a man, go to Broussard. Go to All-American Barbering. We are going to spare you the Teletubby talk that was going on here in the Top Secret Podcast Lair. Welcome back to Implicit Bias. I'm your host, Kavon Bordelon. As always, we're presented by the Rustic Renegade 2842 Northeast Evangeline Thruway. But this second hour, as we always say, is special because without Piper's Haven 3916 West Congress, Rene Girard makes it happen. We would not be here. We are talking rules and stupid rules. Rules that should be broken and rules that shouldn't. And... As it so happens, there is a new rule that apparently is being rolled out at the day that we are going to record this podcast, which will then air on Saturday. Yes, today is Thursday, and yes, our president has decided to issue an executive order that means, depending upon what you think, someone else's life may be important than your, more important than yours or less important than yours. So we know, and these are facts, that no matter what your stance is on COVID, coronavirus, Delta wave, whatever it may be, that if you are pro-vaccine, if you are anti-vaccine, that either side can catch and can die from said disease. And for those out there, we do not want this to be insensitive. We are not attempting to be flippant with this. We mean this from the sincerest depths of our heart that we truly value life, which means that we also value the lives of those that we know have died from this vaccine. In other words, statistically, you're going to die. Well, you're not going to die. You have a chance to die. Make sure we state this correctly. You have a chance to die if by chance you catch the virus. If you take the vaccine, there is no doubt you now have a chance to die. But our president has decided through executive order back end around the law to say we're going to make an OSHA regulation that stipulates any company with over 100 people has to make sure their employees are vaccinated. At what point, and this is my question for the panel, I'm going to put it out there because I know people are talking about this because I got phone calls today. At what point does our government get to decide whose life is more important than someone else's? So I say we take it further. There's been a study that came out and they found that there is one action that is 100% known to cause death. There is one thing that we know unequivocally will cause death. It might be a number of ways that kills you. It could be natural, unnatural, could be supernatural, whatever you want to call it. But 
statistically, scientifically, mathematically, birth causes death. <laughs> and I think that the best way to, to curb this is if Uncle Sam went in and said, you know what, we'll just stop having births. And at that point, death would stop as well. Wait, they already do that. It's called abortion. Oh. That's a so, separate conversation. Yeah, so that, but, that, that, is a, that is a separate conversation. But yeah, to but that, it's a, it's a government approved. But to that thing, point, my body, my choice. Well, except for the vaccine. So, so it's so it's it's a it's a good conversation. And look, to to pose the other side of that that question, there are vaccines, Renee, that uh, I know that I submitted to. I took. I mean, I take a tetanus shot every ten years. Hey, I grew up on Air Force bases, man. I took every vaccine known to man. No choice. We were re- we were required yeah, to do no that. Okay. But you know what? Those vaccines were actually tested not on humans. Well, well, not on not on the general populace. Well, military is normally the second battery that gets tested for vaccines. That's right. how it works. And there were tons of vaccines that you got. Oh yeah, when I was a kid, man, it was. It seemed like every other week I was going to get a vaccine then, for something. When you were in the service, there were a number of vaccines that you got. When I was in the service, number of vaccines that I got. That now they're coming out and say, well, that wasn't a good idea. I got all my anthrax shots, all my anthrax boosters, and they're now they're saying. Well, that wasn't really good. Malaria. My malaria shots, malaria medications that gave me the most vivid nightmares I've ever had in my entire life. Yeah. Uncle Sam wrote me a letter that says, oops, our bad. <laughs> did they did they attach a check to that? No. No. So you get a check if right. you get the vaccine. So no. help so help <laughs> yeah. me under help me understand here. Because this this is the question that I have an issue with. Let's assume, for sake of argument, that the vaccines are absolutely 95, as they claim, percent efficate, right? Mm-hmm. That they absolutely work 95% of the time, which, by the way, just to inform you out there, go look up that the CDC has changed the definition of a vaccine in the last three to five months. That's another story, but please go look it up. Anyway, let's assume that this vaccine absolutely works if the vaccine absolutely works and this was actually i believe a quote in the press conference we cannot let the unvaccinated die by their own decisions so you're telling me the vaccine works and if i decide to take it it's going to kill me not anybody else there there's another side of the argument, which is that currently in this country, 90-ish percent of the hospitalizations, which are taking up beds that are stopping us from treating heart attacks and strokes and other things, right? I, I have a relative, my niece's son could not undergo a normal surgery this week because there were too many beds taken up in ICU. Right. That argument is out there. But at what point do we get to draw the line or does the government get to draw the line and say, we own you enough. We are smarter. We are wiser. We get to dictate to you how you live your life. 
in the United States of America. And it's why this country is such a paradox to everywhere else in the world. So we're going to take this one at a time. We'll start with Renee, then we'll go to Caleb. Well, you know, it, it, it goes to the simple thing that the party in power right now, their big deal is abortion. And their favorite slogan is my body, my choice. Except that does not apply whenever you want to do a vaccine. So I'm going to give you the flip side of the argument, which is your choice affects someone else's body. No, it doesn't. Because so, I take the vaccine, I can still get the virus. I can still spread the virus. So it did nothing so you're to telling stop me, it. So you're telling me it's a crapshoot either way? Yeah. Okay. And you know what? At the end, we're all going to die anyway. you got to live your life. you got to stop living in fear and live your life. You know, people die every day. They die of heart attacks. They die of cancer. They die of automobile accidents. They die of catching other viruses. That's living. It happens. People die. I believe the saying is life is messy. Yeah. And you know what? Everybody that ate carrots in 1830 is dead. So don't eat carrots. <laughs> That's a Rush Limbaugh quote, by the way. So, Caleb, your thoughts? Well, and this goes back to my my far whatever wing we want to call it, a freedom, right? I don't believe that the government should have any right to tell me what to do. I believe I should have every right to tell the government what to do. Now, that being said, if we take a mass vote and all citizens vote and I get outweighed. That's the social contract. Right. That's my social contract. Yeah, if they don't stuff the ballot box. Yeah. Now. that's Yeah, assuming the yeah. vote is legitimate. <laughs> but that being said... The way that the way that we're written, the way that our constitution is, the states hold the power, not the federal government. We tell the federal government what to do. So the states should be the ones doing the mandation, not the feds. So before we go to that whole if the vote was real, Sam, I'm curious as to your thoughts if we can pry you away from the television here for a couple of seconds. I this this discussion <laughs> reminds me a lot of the uh, smoking and restaurants discussion. Because that's very much a... So are we going to stop providing medical care to smokers, as some people have suggested with the unvaccinated? I mean, what, to your point, you're, you're right. Smoking is very much... The, it, it is the same principle stand as opposed to this. So keep going. Sorry. What, what I'm referring to is if you're sitting at a restaurant in the non-smoking section, that smoke can still creep over and affect your... Uh, you can get secondhand smoke, whatever, but it also you can smell it. You can it bothers you, whatever. Uh, the the whole not smoke, no smoking in restaurants was about people being bothered by the smoke of the smokers, right? Like that's uh, the the things that you're choosing to do to yourself, although it's harming you a lot more than it's harming the others around you, is harming others around you in some form or fashion. And it this that that reminds me of this discussion a lot because. Like you said earlier, if you choose not to take the vaccine, you are, if you catch COVID, more likely to be hospitalized than Correct. than someone who chooses to take the vaccine. And that could potentially put you in a situation where you said your friend was in where it's actually my niece's son. Yeah. yeah, they're medically affected Correct. by your choice not to take the vaccine. So it does 
there there is two sides to this. So it's it's a very interesting discussion. Uh, I of course don't have the answers to it, but I, I think that it's, <laughs> Sam says I of course am going to avoid it. It's it's <laughs> it's valid. It I don't think that there's any one side that has a moral high ground you, here. You know ah, what? so so Sam, I think you hit the nail on the head. One side keep swinging, baby. Keep one swinging. side <laughs> thinks they have the moral high ground. The other side says. I don't claim to have have the moral high ground. Just don't infringe upon my moral high ground no matter where it is. And that, that's the big question, right? Because ultimately, as we talk about, hey, what is the majority? Who has the moral high ground? We're finding that that's in question in more places than we know. We're going to have to touch back on that when we come back from break. Because Sam is giving me the finger again. This, though... We're happy is the one-minute finger. Well, it's actually probably now the 10-second finger. We'll have more of this when we come back in the Sam Stokes segment, the penultimate segment of Implicit Bias, right here on News Talk 96.5 KP. Anderson Pest Control is your one-stop shop for residential, commercial, and termite control. We're a Louisiana company with Louisiana hospitality that has the knowledge and expertise to handle all your pest control needs. Anderson Pest Control, we wouldn't put technicians in your house that we wouldn't put in ours. Way down here in the Bayou State, critters come in every single size and shape. Pick up the phone, don't hesitate, call Anderson Pest Control today. Attention Acadiana, have you been to the Rustic Renegade, Acadiana's only true men's emporium? The Rustic Renegade has it all. Special items for that man cave, special coffee blends, unique gifts and grooming items, and best of all, Acadiana's only simulated range where you can shoot not only targets, but you can shoot scenarios. Why spend a fortune on ammunition? You can become better at what you like to do. At the Rustic Renegade, knives, guns, guns, accessories, and the experts to handle it all. That's the Rustic Renegade, 2842 Northeast of Angeline Thruway. Nobody likes to drive around in a grimy ride. Clean that car the Cajun way. Zydeco Ride and Shine Car Wash at 320 Willow and Cajun Car Wash at 510 Lafayette Street in Youngsville are there for you. Our facilities provide you with the best automatic car wash in the Acadiana area. Regulars get a bonus. Buy three washes at a location, get the fourth one free. Zydeco Ride and Shine and Cajun Car Wash. Keeping Acadiana's rides clean since 2014. Hello, my name is Rene Girard. I'm Acadiana's certified master tobacconist. Piper's Haven is at 3916 West Congress Street. We are located between Adrian's and Gilbo Road. And we have thousands of cigars in our 553 square foot humidor. Everything you need to go with your cigars can be found at Piper's Haven at 3916 West Congress Street including cigar cutters, humidors, lighters, pipes, pipe tobacco, meerschaum pipes, briar pipes, pipe tools, pipe stands, pocket knives, and hunting knives, and we also provide knife sharpening. We also have a complete selection of Lamberger lamps and scents for that woman that's tired of the smell of cigar smoke. Just buy her something nice, and she will appreciate it a lot more. If you need a place to relax and smoke a cigar, come sit on our porch. Just remember to bring your chair. 
Piper's Haven at 3916 West Congress between Adrian's and Gilbo Road. Don't be afraid of your dentist. State-of-the-art, comfortable, and affordable dental care is just minutes away. Dr. Patrick Breesey practices sedation dentistry while providing services, including dental implants and cosmetic makeovers. His brand-new office in Rain houses the latest in dental technology, so you can have the most pleasant dental experience while receiving the best results. Visit his website at raindentist.com. That's R-A-Y-N-E-D-E-N-T-I-S-T dot com. We are not apologizing here on Implicit Bias. We are just attempting to do better, as we have been directed by Sam Stokes over in the corner. I'm your host, Kavon Bordelon. As always, we're presented by the Rustic Renegade. This hour, though, is brought to you by Piper's Haven, 3916 West Congress, Mr. Rene Girard in the house this evening as we record and bring to you this broadcast on September 11th. The 20th anniversary of September 11th. So we ask that you keep this day in some way sacred and you honor the lives of those who have sacrificed because of this day. We also ask that you pay attention. See what's going on around you. Look at the rules. And yes, rules are there for a reason. They're not made to be broken. But the stupid ones, (laughs) that's a different story. So to the crew here in the Top Secret Podcast lair, as we talked about in the last segment, if the elections are good, and I don't emphasize the word if, but maybe I should, should we obey the rules? And I'm going to give you an international story, one that you probably have not heard about here in the United States. But it is a very unique story out of Guinea. And it's a slippery slope. Be the first to admit it. I don't necessarily know, not necessarily my reaction to the story. I know my reaction. What I don't know is my response to this story. But the headline reads, military overthrows Guinean president following rigged 2020 election. Corrupt leftist president Alpha Conde had perpetrated massive election fraud with ties to China and Barack Obama. Now, that's the headline from the story. That's not my speculation. The reality is my speculation with this is, I don't know where my speculation lies. Do I believe, do we have evidence? I mean, we actually do have factual evidence that elections have been manipulated, that there have been illegal votes for decades. That'll, that evidence exists here in the United States. But once someone seizes power... Do they ever give it up? Caleb, you were about to chime in when I talked about election fraud here in the U.S. I mean, we've seen it. We've known it. It's happened. We have it in the 2016 election, but apparently it's not enough. I love how you said decades. And and I'll be honest, I was going to Google this real quick, but I can't remember. After the Civil War, uh, there were a number of southern states whose votes were not counted because they thought, when I say they, I'm talking about the federal government, uh, believed that the votes were tainted. So this has been going on for more than decades. Voter fraud has been something that has happened since the invention of the vote. And one thing that the, I had wonderful leadership in the military. 
You can have great leadership. You can have poor leadership. You can have all the, all in between. I had really good in the beginning. And one thing I was taught, trust nothing and question everything. Proceed with caution. And I question everything. Big whiskey. Those who know Kenny Michael, he's been on this show before. Otherwise known as the whiskey wizard or the whiskey warlock. He makes my <laughs> liver hurt. He makes your liver hurt. <laughs> Told me years ago. Believe none of what you see and only half of what you hear. You know, there's three sides to every story. Your side, their side, and the truth. And finding the truth is the hardest part. This is the slippery slope that is the problem. Because, don't get me wrong, the desire, our implicit bias, is that the truth of every individual vote here in the United States comes out when you get to where we are as a country if you have fraud i'm not going to say that we do have fraud what i'm going to say is if you have fraud how do you correct it well i mean personally there's fraud i mean now how much we don't know but one of the things you use to correct is voter ID. I mean, well, I've been I've the, been voting at the same place since 1989. The guy who's our precinct captain is a friend of mine, and when I walk up, he goes, "Hey, Renee, give me a driver's license." He knows me, but the law says in Louisiana you got to have photo ID. Now, how difficult is that to happen? So let's talk about stupid laws, stupid rules. I need a card that I have to carry with me that requires a car to go get a vaccine, that requires all of this to go eat in the city of New Orleans. Or go drink. Or go drink. Right? Or go to the Saints game. Do anything, right? Right. But the argument is that for me to have an ID to vote – is in some way trying to curtail the voting rights of other people. No. There is a, a thought, and I, I label it a thought because there's a group of people out there who are trying to skew numbers. And many of them, and I, I've seen these studies and everything else, many of them believe that identification is racist. Mm -hmm. They believe that there are groups of people who can't get an ID because it's too difficult. Now, yeah. so hold on. You can have an ID to buy alcohol mm -hmm. or you have to have an ID to buy alcohol. You have to have an ID to drive a vehicle. Mm -hmm. You have to have an ID to buy a home, to rent mm -hmm. a home, to mm -hmm. buy a car, to lease a car, to mm -hmm. rent a car, hotel to open room. a bank to, account, to get a, to open bank a bank account. account, to get into a hotel room. Yep. So, in essence, to do anything well, on not, this planet, not well, only in that. the United States, you have to have an ID, basically. And to are, get any government assistance and program yeah. you have to have an you ID. have Correct. to have a government id and there are people who believe that there are certain groups of individuals who can't get an id because they're too poor or too uneducated but you know what so, to get welfare you have to have a government id so this brings us back to the conversation of certain people believe that they need to set up the rules because others 
are not smart enough, are not resourceful enough, are not resilient enough to do things on their own. Is is that the ultimate part of the stupid rules? I, I'm going to make up whatever rules I want because I'm smarter than everybody else. I'll give you. I'll give you an example. Do you know how many people are in India? Oh, it's it's a big number. It's, yeah, it's it's, it's, close it's less to, in China, but it's correct. more than it's probably, us. Correct. It, it's significant. It's like double the U.S., if not more. Right. So we're talking plus seven hundred million. And every person in India has a voter. ID. So if a country that's not as advanced as the United States, except when you call to get, you know, information or technical tech support on your computer, they have voter ID for every person in their country. And you mean the United States is not advanced enough to do that? I mean, that's just ridiculous. So I'm pulling up this number just so we've got an idea. Population of homes with one or more people under 18 years. This is the population of homes with one or more people under 18 years old. 832,668 in India. Total, total population. And I want to make sure I get this right. Well, you probably need voter population. Yeah, no, it, it's it's a big the, number. So we're, we're going to pull this up age. to make sure that we get yeah, I don't a, know what a, the voter a decent age in India demographic is. for India. Because I know that it's more than, oh, than it's, it's probably two, close it's, to a billion. It's, it's massive. Yes, I mean, it's, I about to say it's closer to a billion than it is yeah. to to seven hundred million. And what yeah. you have to worry about, and, and I think that a reason the reason a lot of our what we'll call stupid laws exist is because stupid breeds really fast. <laughs> We're only smart by generalization. You know, we, General we, Honore had one of the best quotes ever during Katrina. You can't fix stupid. Okay. We, we have a lot of smart people in South Louisiana, and we get a lot of people that I wouldn't trust alone in a room with two ball bearings. Okay. Med, <laughs> Med India, Med India, 1.35 billion people there you go. in the year cool. 2019. Cool. Yeah. 1.35 billion people in India who that's, are eligible to vote, right? Now, now that, not all times, of those are eligible to vote. That's four times what we have Correct. here. But all of the voters there have a voter ID. Right. Okay, so let's continue to talk about stupid laws, and then we're going to close out this show in the last segment with something that was just too much fun for me. Oh, and Sam's giving me the one-minute finger. All right, we're going to close this segment out. We're going to talk about these last two in the last segment. We're going to finish out our five-year true single-barrel pinhook straight bourbon whiskey when we come back right here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. Use your implicit bias. Mention implicit bias when you call Luxury Limo and save 20% off of your booking. Don't forget, mention implicit bias and save 20% off your booking with Luxury Limo of Lafayette. The Rustic Renegade is now open on I-49 North in Lafayette. This one-of-a-kind men's boutique features the best brands of firearms alongside rustic furniture and artwork. Head now to the Rustic Renegade located at 2842 Northeast Evangeline Thruway near Pont de Mouton. While you're there, try some Black Rifle coffee and chat with the expert himself, Caleb Morse. The Rustic Renegade also has Damascus steel knives, hand-carved duck decoys, and much more. Find out more online now at therusticrenegade.com. Don't be afraid. 
operated your dentist, state-of-the-art, comfortable, and affordable dental care is just minutes away. Dr. Patrick Breesey practices sedation dentistry while providing services, including dental implants and cosmetic makeovers. His brand new office in Rain houses the latest in dental technology, so you can have the most pleasant dental experience while receiving the best results. Visit his website at raindentist.com. That's R-A-Y-N-E. D-E-N-T-I-S-T dot com. You deserve the healthiest and tastiest steaks available. You deserve Wagyu. Known for its unmatched flavor and marbling, Rosewood Farms raises Texas Wagyu and is only available at a few select locations at Acadiana. Rosewood Ranch's Texas Wagyu has a buttery flavor and is remarkably tender. It is also high in omega-3 and omega-6 fatty acids, which are known to fight heart disease, Alzheimer's, and arthritis. As for Rosewood Ranch's Texas Wagyu at Shopine's Market, Took's Meat Market, and Alexander's Market in Baton Rouge, Tell them it's your implicit bias. Taste the Wagyu difference with Rosewood Forms Texas Wagyu. Hello, my name is Rene Gerard. I'm a Cadiana certified master tobacconist. Piper's Haven is at 3916 West Congress Street. We are located between Adrian's and Gilbo Road. And we have thousands of cigars in our 553 square foot humidor. Everything you need to go with your cigars can be found at Piper's Haven at 3916 West Congress Street including cigar cutters, humidors, lighters, pipes, pipe tobacco, meerschaum pipes, briar pipes, pipe tools, pipe stands, pocket knives, and hunting knives, and we also provide knife sharpening. We also have a complete selection of Lamberger lamps and scents for that woman that's tired of the smell of cigar smoke. Just buy her something nice, and she will appreciate it a lot more. If you need a place to relax and smoke a cigar, come sit on our porch. Just remember to bring your chair. Piper's Haven at 3916 West Congress between Adrian's and Gilbo Road. Welcome into the final segment of Implicit Bias. I'm your host, Kevon Bordelon. We're rounding out this week's episode of Implicit Bias where we were talking about we're going to stay within the rules unless they're stupid. Presented to you in this hour by the Rustic Renegade, who, well, who presents the whole thing, 2842 Northeast Evangeline Thruway. But this hour, brought to you by Piper's Haven, 3916 West Congress. And we have Renee Gerard from Piper's Haven, as well as Caleb Morse here in the Top Secret Podcast Lair, with Sam Stokes in the corner. And we have two stories that we need to round out this final segment with. So, number one, I love someone and appreciate someone who points out the stupidity of the rules. This story comes to us, actually it came over on Sunday, September 5th. An unidentified blonde woman walking through an airport in only a bikini and a mask has become a viral video. I believe this is actually from the, Spir- the people of Spirit Airlines, right? I mean, it's, Isn't it's, that one of the worst two airlines you can fly with? So, I, look, I don't know that I'd want to fly the airlines, but I find it hysterical that literally this this woman rolled straight from her hotel, from the pool at her hotel, from the beach, threw on a mask and said, everything else fits the rules. So I can sit next to some unknown stranger after laying out by the pool, being sweaty, whatever it is she was engaged in in her bikini, and be just fine. But because she has a mask over her nose and mouth, she is perfectly okay. TSA just requires you to wear a mask. That's right. it. So, I don't know why she wore the bikini. <laughs> so I finally saw the images, right? I was trying to watch the video earlier. Couldn't watch the video. I just saw the images. 
And uh, one, she needs rice and dressing in her life. Two, she needs squats. <laughs> yeah, just, I mean, well, you know, yeah. And, okay, so here's the deal, though. And like I said earlier, it's she's not very voluptuous. To, no, to, I'm being judgmental, y'all. Look, yeah. to, 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 to your point, Renee, TSA requires that you wear a mask. It's up to a $1,500 fine if you don't wear the mask. But the bikini is no fine. Wait, wait, hold on. The bikini is no fine or the bikini is no financial fine? The bikini is no financial fine. Okay. All right. Right? There is nothing. I just wanted to make sure your in the rules, you say that. There is yeah. nothing. I appreciate that. There is <laughs> yeah. nothing in the rules that stipulates if you wear a bikini on an airline, you will be fined financially. Wait, does nothing. that mean that I can wear a Speedo? I would think aircraft? so. I would think so. It, when my yeah. wife hears this, I want her to understand it's your fault. <laughs> yeah, all my fault. Okay, so so let's go from there to a story that we talked about. There's I believe some, it was last there's some week. things you just can't unsee. Yeah, or unimagine. And yeah. trust me, I don't want that image in my head. I do not. It's like pose imp of the perverse. It's like the car wreck that you have to look at, yeah. right? Yeah, you get I to don't play want find the tattoo. That's what it is. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about let's talk about the other story that I happen to send out. There is a video on the internet and I sent it to the group here. <laughs> you know, we lamented the fact that the United States military left roughly 3 times the amount of equipment in Afghanistan that it normally leaves. And that includes everything from helicopters, simulators, Vehicles, dogs, small weapons, dogs, and heaven help us, RPGs. For those who don't know what RPG stands for, rocket propelled grenade. Which is a glorious thing because that's when you want to blow someone up way over there. Yeah, and unless you don't know how to use it. That's a question I got for you, Caleb. Do we have, do we use RPGs? I thought that was more of a Russian thing. It, it, It is. Now, we train with them. We utilize them in some branches. I'm not, I'm not saying every branch. I'm I not mean, saying every soldier. we've that, that The M203, launch. which is a 40-millimeter grenade launcher, uh, single shot or multi-shot, which is not 203. And then you have the uh, AT-4, and then the Marine Corps uses the law. Yeah, I don't that's think the, the, light the, anti- I think, it stands I think for, the Air Force has like an air conditioning launching. Right. So right. Law, yeah. and no, law, they have an airplane that, that does that stuff. <laughs> law, sta- oh, yeah, law stands for light anti-tank weapon. Right. It's right? like a little bazooka that you kind it's of... It's cool now. It, it's no, cool. It's correct. Yeah, I've seen the tubes but in that you separate. AT-4 is better. But we, yeah. left, we left RPGs behind. Mm-hmm. It was, there, it was C, this was C's property that we left behind. Correct. That was. And, oh. and, and there is a video <clears throat> of the Taliban um, emasculating themselves yeah. <laughs> is the he, best way to put it. He didn't call out... With know, an RPG? So when, whenever you whenever you launch... Or, or initiate or fire the AT-4, you'll hear something called backblast area clear. And what you're doing is you're checking because whenever a rocket goes one way, there's a backblast. Exhaust. Exhaust that goes another. Thrust. Yes. yes. <laughs> right? No recoil because it's a rocket, not a projectile. And an RPG is similar. And uh, someone did not call out backblast area clear. <laughs> and let's just say he got his backs blasted. Yeah. Both of them. <laughs> when when he let go of this RPG. And look, again, I truly wish the best. I, I do my best to love, as St. Thomas Aquinas says, to will the good of other for the sake of other. When you are willing the ill of other for your benefit and something bad happens to you, I am of the belief and understanding that that is God rectifying mm-hmm. the universe 
like that. That's a, I, that's I a God, karma thing. I think God <laughs> looked at this guy and was like, you know what? 60-40 is a right ratio for ground meat. <laughs> that's what it was. <laughs> You know, and and some others might be able to say, I think that the situation was looked at and God said, you don't need to reproduce because he is no longer able to do that because of what happened with this RPG. And the crazy part is when you watch the video and yes, that imp of the perverse that we talked about from Poe is something that sticks around with me. So I watched the video. When you think of RPG, rocket propelled grenade, you think of something going boom. And for it to be somewhat surgical in what happens is illogical. It doesn't make sense until you see the video and realize the grenade isn't what did the damage. It was simply the thrust that did the damage. And like most RPGs, you have a certain amount of distance that has to go. Same with a a 40 mic mic. A certain amount of distance has to go to activate the projectile. Then you have certain kinds of RPGs, thermobaric, uh, uh, HEDP, and all these others that do certain things. So this was the propulsion component of the projectile that just... In other words, if you've ever seen the movie Hunt for the Red October, at the very end, when Sean Connery turns the Red October into the path of the oncoming uh, projectile, the oncoming torpedo, and accelerates so he can close the distance and actually hit the torpedo before it has a chance to arm. Yep. That is what Caleb is talking about when he says there's a distance it has to travel before the explosive is armed. No explosive was armed here. However, that thrust of the projectile. Yeah, it, um, let me put it this way. Imagine holding a bottle rocket the size of a kitchen table <laughs> and thinking, I'm going to throw this. And when it starts to ignite, you holding it in your hand and going, oh, this is going to end well. That's essentially what happened. Like I said before, stupid breeds fast. <laughs> or, Guys. Or does I, it breed? Can no. I have, can I have permission no. to be that guy? Yeah, sure. This is the first time I've ever gotten to correct you guys on anything military. RPG does not stand for a rocket-propelled grenade. Oh, what does it actually stand So for? what does it stand for? Like, it's well, Russian. Yeah. It's, it's not, it's it, not, it doesn't translate to English. It's like, I, I, I want, just I, I want to hear you speak Russian. Ruchnoi prosnogineyoi. Okay, so what so, does that translate to English? Cl- closely. No idea. Was it closely? It, it, rocket propelled. Handheld. <laughs> it translates to rocket propelled grenade. Handheld anti tank grenade launcher. Okay, so uh, you know what, Sam? And I, it's a, I and it's a rocket and it's a grenade. It's not necessarily it's a rocket. That's the thing. Well, yeah, because that's how it launches is actually a solid fuel rocket motor. Basically, it's an ST's rocket motor. <laughs> like, you know, if, if you ever played with the Estes Rockets, the D series was the biggest one. This is probably like a Y series, you know, that launches this explosive. I, you I know? remember like in basic. You're listening to News Talk 96.5 KPEL Brobridge Lafayette, a Town Square media station. News Talk 96.5 KPEL. Welcome to Safe Money and Income Radio with your host, Randy Hux. Randy is a former licensed certified public accountant and a licensed life insurance professional in the state of Louisiana. And he specializes in working with people who are looking for safe investments or those who are nearing retirement or already in retirement with wealth management, income planning, and asset protection strategies. 
And now, here to talk with you about no market risk retirement planning, your host, Randy Hux. Thank you for joining me this week. I'm Randy Hux, host of Safe Money and Income Radio. I specialize in asset and retirement protection and am the owner of Huck Safe Money Solutions, a no-market-risk retirement planning company serving Lafayette, Louisiana. Have you ever heard of spend-down income planning? It is the most common type of financial planning in our industry. In fact, about 95% of all financial professionals practice this type of planning. And even though spin-down strategies are extremely common, you may have never heard about them because, unfortunately, financial planners, advisors, and brokers don't usually explain the foundational theories behind their strategies. So what is spin-down planning? Well, spin-down planning is when you try to build up a pile of retirement money based on a hypothetical rate of growth. It is hypothetical because you don't know what your growth rate truly will be or if you will have any growth at all. It is very common for financial planners or advisors or brokers to look to past results to try and illustrate what might happen in the future. I mean, after all, that's all they have. So the growth estimates that they're using are purely speculation about the future. But one thing is for sure, no investment advisor, broker, financial planner that sells or recommends risk-based accounts like stocks or bonds or mutual funds or even variable annuities is ever going to illustrate to you losing money or getting no growth. For this reason, it is not uncommon for expectations to be set on the high side of what might actually happen. So, for example, could you lose 40% of your retirement account tomorrow or next month or the next year? The answer is, of course you could. Has any financial planner or advisor or broker ever illustrated that possibility for you? Hmm, Well, it's not likely. Also, money isn't supposed to grow just for the sake of growth. I mean, obviously, at some point, usually your retirement date, a financial advisor will show you how much money you can take out of that pile to spend for the rest of your life. That is what's called a spend down rate. And the standard rule for spending down retirement funds was established by William Bingen in October of 1994 when he published a study called Determining Withdrawal Rates Using Historical Data. And in his study, Mr. Bingen theorized that with a proper mix of bonds and stocks, you could withdraw 4% of your retirement money each and every year and have a reasonable chance of not outliving your money. Now, let's stop and think about this for a second. Did you notice that Mr. Bangan theorized that you could have a reasonable chance of not outliving your money? I mean, what on earth is reasonable about having a chance of outliving your money? 
you know, before we continue with our explanation of this hypothetical and theoretical planning strategy that all financial planners seem to use, let me assure you that our income planning is not based on a reasonable chance, but rather a guaranteed outcome that is typically more than just 4% a year. I mean, isn't it better to know what is going to happen with your retirement money for the rest of your life instead of hoping for a positive outcome from the process of guessing what will happen? Give me a call now at 844-350-SAFE. And once we talk, I can determine if we should meet. But first, I must determine if I can significantly help you. My number is 844-350-7233. That's 844-350-7233. So let's get back to Mr. Bingen's 4% spin-down theory. This guessing game of pulling 4% of your retirement funds every year to live on in the hopes that you will not outlive your money was used for almost two decades before it was realized that it was way too aggressive. And in August of 2011, Dr. Wade Fowl, a professor of retirement income at the American College, published a paper titled, Can We Predict the Sustainable Withdrawal Rate for New Retirees? And this was published in the Journal of Financial Planning, and it completely debunked the 4% rule for retirement income spend down. The paper explains how a safe withdrawal rate with 60% of your money in stocks and 40% of your money in bonds, how it varies widely depending on circumstances that are unpredictable. And for some people retiring, the safe withdrawal rate could be as low as 1.5%. Now, 1.5% is a lot different than 4%, obviously. I mean, if you have a million dollars, that means you can only draw out 15000 a year and have a reasonable certainty that your money will last you the rest of your life when you were expecting to draw out 40000 a year for retirement for the rest of your life. You may be asking, well, how can that be true? Well, it's... It, quite honestly, just simple math. I mean, if you have a million dollars and you take out 4% a year or $40,000 a year and then experience a massive market loss, you will have to withdraw a much larger percentage of your funds to keep that same amount of income of 40000 a year. So a 4% withdrawal rate could easily turn into an 8% withdrawal and then 12% withdrawal because of market losses and the fact that your account value is going down and you are expecting to live off of 40000 a year. However, once you experience a significant loss, and certainly in retirement, it is almost impossible to recover. It's kind of like tipping over dominoes. I mean, you can't undo dominoes falling once the first one tips over. So if you don't believe me, let me prove this to you. We have a complimentary handout that I would like to provide you called the Sequential Rate of Returns Risk 
illustration. That's a mouthful. It mathematically proves the massive negative impact on the sustainability of your retirement with a single significant market loss. If your retirement money is primarily invested in funds where you were exposed to market risk and someone is not talking to you about sequential rate of return risk, then you have a ticking time bomb waiting to go off and you don't even know it and you hadn't been told about it. Not only that, but we have income plans that pay out guaranteed income for life even on a joint basis with your spouse that neither you or your spouse can outlive. And these income plans can pay out substantially more than 4% of your income account balance for the rest of your life. These accounts can grow at rates of up to 7% or more for the purpose of receiving guaranteed lifetime income. So why would you want to be put in the position to withdraw less from your retirement account because you are worried about running out of money before you die when you can withdraw more and never outlive your income. It just makes common sense to me. If you'd like to learn more, call for our complimentary Safe Money and Income book and Safe Money and Income kit at 844-350-SAFE. That's 844-350-7233. Let's work together to take income uncertainty out of retirement so that you can enjoy the golden years without financial stress. This is Randy Hux, your host of Safe Money and Income Radio, and I'll be right back after this informative message. Do you own an annuity? Do you understand what it does, how it works, and if it's right for your retirement plan? Some annuities have massive fees with very few benefits. Some annuities are exposed to significant market risk. Worse yet, annuities may even be sold without any respect to your retirement needs. If you own an annuity, it's probably a good idea to find out more about how it works and if it's right for you. It's time to give Randy Hux a call now at 1-844-350-SAFE. That's 844-350-7233. Randy Hux will help you review the features and benefits of any annuities you currently own without any obligation. Once again, you can call Randy Hux now at 1-844-350-SAFE. That's 844-350-7233. Want to earn a guaranteed minimum bonus of up to 10% or more return on all first-year deposits and capture stock market-linked gains while eliminating market losses? As Randy Hux, a no-market-risk retirement protection specialist, constantly points out, the secret for a successful retirement is to avoid any loss of capital in order to go forward, never backward. Also, avoid the deteriorating effects of fees, taxes, and inflation. Pay zero taxes while your funds grow at first-year rates of up to 10% or more, guaranteed by highly rated companies to have zero market risk. Call Randy Hux now at 
844-350-SAFE. While brokers charge fees even when their clients are losing money, Randy Hux never charges fees as your money only moves forward to reach your financial goals. Call 1-844-350-SAFE. That's 844-350-7233. Now back to more Safe Money and Income Radio with your host, Randy Hux. Thank you for tuning in to Safe Money and Income Radio. I'm Randy Hux, a no-market-risk retirement and asset protection specialist. If you would like my free 115-page Safe Money and Income book and a custom-tailored Safe Money and Income kit, call us now at 844-350-SAFE. The kit will be customized to your situation and contain details about our no-market-risk strategies and how you can earn market-like returns without market risk. Reduce or eliminate the fees and throw away the worry knowing that your retirement money is safe and growing. So call 844-350-SAFE. You know, we have talked about how the, the real risk of exposure to the markets is not discussed in the media or in brokerage houses. You know, why would they discuss it? They, they would only be costing themselves money if they did. But I will. I will openly and transparently share with you what I do. I use no market risk strategies based on specialized plans that can provide first-year returns of up to 8% or more, include contractual guarantees that you never suffer a loss because of stock market declines while locking in your yearly gains and also no fees, no loads are taken from your deposit. And guess what? No more hidden fees. This message is different from what you normally hear on financial planning shows, largely because our concepts are a lot different. Most brokers, advisors, other, quote, financial professionals base their financial planning on something called modern portfolio theory. This theory basically divides up your money and puts it into different investment categories. Another word for this is diversification. I like diversification. I actually heard a story from the owner of a a local investment firm in 2011, 2012 that said they use modern portfolio theory. I said, "Well, that's that's great. I studied that in college, so so how that theory worked for you in 2008?" And they said they were only down 36% when the market was down 38. I said, "Wow." Uh, to myself, the they, they really thought they had done something by beating the market that year by 2%. He said it in a way that he was kind of proud of their, their whole strategy. You know, at that point, I thanked them for, for the meeting and the offer to work with them, but they were just not a fit for me. Um, I don't think anybody had ever, you know, challenged them on their strategy. And they seemed surprised when I turned them down and walked away. Maybe everybody just believed them because they are in a big building in a wealthy part of town and they're older gentlemen. I I don't know, but I do know who was paying for their big building in that rich part of town, and it was their clients. The clients were paying it with their fees, even regardless whether or not they're making money for them. 
You know, the process of diversification is supposed to minimize your losses if the market drops. One thing that is rarely talked about is that it also limits your gains when the market goes up. But we have a better idea. What if you could participate in some of the market gains without participating in any market losses? Our emphasis is on preservation of your capital, participation in market gains, and a lifetime of income that you cannot outlive. We help you set up a retirement that you can really be sure of. You know, markets always retest the new lows. But when the markets go into the next dive, it won't matter to you once you've escaped the volatility of the markets. You'll be smiling knowing that your hard-earned money is 100% safe from any and all market losses. How, how do we do that? Well, listen closely because we stay away from stocks, bonds, mutual funds, and especially variable annuities. These have tremendous fees behind them, and they're all exposed to market losses. My number is 844-350-SAFE. Call at any time to receive my free Safe Money and Income book and customized Safe Money Information Kit that can really impact your life. That's 844-350-SAFE. Ask us about our lifetime income maximizing strategy that allows you to build up an income account that compounds at up to at least 7% a year. That account can be used to guarantee you will never outlive your retirement money. You see, when you suffer a loss in the market, even a small loss, you have three problems. You know, you just lost the value is the first problem, but the second problem is the time that it takes to make back that loss. Time becomes more valuable the older we get, obviously. But the third problem is this. It's almost impossible for you to regain your losses. Let me explain. I'm going to give you an example here. If you have an account, whether it's a stock or a bond or a mutual fund or even a one of these variable annuities that I speak about, and it's worth $100,000 and the market's dropped by 30%, your account value has dropped $30,000. So now your account's worth 70000 right? Very painful. But that's just the beginning. Imagine the markets go back up the next year by 30%. Are you back to your original 100000 You had seventy. You got 30%. Are you back to your 100000 Definitely not. Why not? Because after you drop 30%, you're at 70, and the, so the 30% gain is a gain on 70,000. The 30% gain the next year is $21,000 on 70,000. 21,000 added to 70,000 is 91,000. It would essentially take a 43% gain to get back to where we started, which was $100,000. Now, how many times has the market gone up 43% in one year? I know this is just an example, but do you think that's reality? Do you think that would really happen? I would think not. 
So let me go back to the story of the local firm I told you about earlier that had lost only 36% of their client accounts on average. How long do you think it took to get all of their clients back to even? I mean, the scenario I'm giving you is real. It, it does happen. It happens all the time to people, but it doesn't have to happen to you. That is why people rarely recover losses. I mean, I know this sounds a little silly. And one of my favorite questions to ask my listeners is, when does a loss of 30% plus a 43% gain equals zero? The answer is, when you lose 30% in the market, it takes 43% gain just to get back to zero. You know, here's another little silly question that you might laugh at, but... When does a loss of 30% equal zero? The answer is when you're with me and you're one of my clients. That's because my clients have no possibility of market losses ever. So you will never have to worry about trying to regain losses. You will also receive upfront bonuses of up to 8% or more when you begin your account with me and a guaranteed lifetime income account that is contractually guaranteed to grow up to a minimum of 7% per year for income purposes. If any of this is confusing in the least, I'll be happy to explain it to you when you call 844-350-SAFE to get your customized Safe Money Information Kit and my free Safe Money and Income book while supplies last. There's no high fees. You have guaranteed gains and no market risk. Our information makes your retirement simple and easy to understand. Our no market risk planning removes the stress from the golden years. Here are two very important points. You, you may want to write these down and look at them every day. Um, hopefully you're not driving right now, but th the first point is this. Number one, avoiding losses is much more important than achieving large gains. And number two, making steady average gains is much better than hitting home runs. I'll say them once more. Avoiding losses is much more important than achieving large gains. And making steady average gains is much better than hitting home runs. You know, Warren Buffett said it this way, there are two rules that every investor should live by. Number one, never lose money. And number two, never forget the first rule, to never lose money. Some people can afford to lose money. Can you? I mean, it's easy for a broker to lose your money or an advisor. After all, it's not his money. Those who wait for their accounts to regain losses before moving into safety and security are playing a loser's game, trying to time the markets, which is impossible for even the smartest investor. There are just too many unpredictable factors. Trust me, I, I've tried it. I know. I've tried to time the markets and have been very unsuccessful doing it. You know, nobody rings a bell when the market reaches a top and says, hey, we're at the top. No one makes the announcement, today the market closes at its highest level. You know, the markets don't even tell you when they reach the bottom. There's no bell rung. You know, 
The markets are now heading into a cycle of downward movement, in my opinion. At least it seems to me. So when the market reaches a top and starts to plunge, it's too late. You know, you've heard the saying, you don't see a hearse pulling a U-Haul trailer. You know, when it's over, it's over. It's true in life, and it's also true in the markets. So when you call us at 844-350-SAFE, we'll arrange to get you a customized Safe Money and Income Kit containing your Safe Money and Income book, which will show you how to avoid all market losses and still have gains even in a losing market. You'll also learn about establishing a guaranteed lifetime income account, income that is guaranteed to live as long as you do. Call 844-350-SAFE. Think about it this way. The worst possible scenario for retirement income is having the money run out before your life is over. There's no way to recover from that. And yet the media and the brokers and the advisors and the quote professionals encourage everyone to continue to take on huge amounts of market risk. Why? Are you tired of that? If you're ready to escape risk and move to safe ground, then give me a call at 844-350-SAFE right now. That's 844-350-SAFE. And if you're ready to give up worry and anxiety and the dream of hitting a home run and to have safety and security, again, call 844-350-SAFE. I can help you. Someone is available to answer your calls now or any day of the week. I hope you have enjoyed Safe Money and Income Radio this week. Unfortunately, we are out of time today. But thank you for listening. And until next week, at the same time, I'm Randy Hux reminding you to stay safe so you can step into a secure future. You've been listening to Safe Money and Income Radio with your host, Randy Hux. Find out how to guarantee that your hard-earned money is safe with locked-in returns and never going down due to market risk so you can have the future that you deserve. Call Randy Hux now for your free Safe Money and Income book and Safe Money and Income kit at 1-844-350-SAFE. That's 844-350-7233. The preceding information does not represent tax, legal, or investment advice. Surrender charges apply to base annuity contracts. Optional lifetime income benefit riders are used to calculate lifetime payments only and are not available for cash surrender or in a death benefit unless specified in the annuity contract. Fees may apply. Annuity guarantees are based on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the insurance company. No information presented today should be acted upon without meeting with a qualified and licensed professional. Obviously, by calling us now, you're just taking the first step towards protecting your retirement. It is important that you read all insurance contract disclosures carefully before making a purchase decision. Rates and returns mentioned on this program may vary based on state availability and are subject to change without notice. Welcome to Safe Money and Income Radio with your host, Randy Hux. Randy is a former licensed certified public accountant and a licensed life insurance professional in the state of Louisiana. 
and he specializes in working with people who are looking for safe investments or those who are nearing retirement or already in retirement with wealth management, income planning, and asset protection strategies. And now, here to talk with you about no market risk retirement planning, your host, Randy Hux. Welcome to Safe Money and Income Radio. I am Randy Hux, owner of Hux Safe Money Solutions, an asset and retirement protection company right here in Lafayette, Louisiana. Have you ever thought about why you and most people put their money in the stock market? I mean, obviously, we were not born with this idea, so it must have come from someplace. And, and you know, the reason I ask is because I specialize in working with no market risk money. That is money that you cannot afford to lose. This is probably something you've never even heard about, and I'll tell you why that is in a moment. But let me ask you, what if you could take advantage of market gains and never participate in market losses? What if you could be guaranteed a first-year return of up to 8%, lock in gains from the market, and never have your account value drop? See, um, over my career, I have helped clients move millions and millions of dollars into no market risk strategies. I specialize in working with those approaching retirement or in retirement, specifically working with 401k rollovers, IRAs, and actually any other accounts that need to be protected from the risk of market downturn or taxation. You know, I'd say the age group that I'm working in is anywhere between 40 and 75 years old. So, you know, I I can help you protect your money. How can I help you? There's only one way to find out. Call now for my free 115-page Safe Money and Income book and Safe Money Information Kit at 844-350-SAFE. That's 844-350-SAFE. Make sure and ask about our Income Maximizer program that guarantees a lifetime income account with up to 8% or more in the first year returns and up to 20 years of up to 7% compounded growth with an income that you can, you know, you never outlive it. Let's get back to the question of why your money is in the market. Was that your idea? Chances are that someone in your high school or college years, some teacher, professor, or somebody introduced you to the idea of investing. After school, you probably got a job. During your first day of work, the human resources staff introduced you to the concept of the 401k, matching employer contributions, and the advantages of using pre-tax money from your paycheck to fund your retirement, which it's actually a really good idea. After investing in the market, you had reason to start paying attention to what was going on in the financial world. You know, when I got to this point in my life, I remember watching the nightly business report on PBS religiously. Today, most people watch CNBC, Bloomberg, or Fox Business News. Basically, what I'm trying to say is that everything from your professor to your job, your friends, your family, the news, financial shows on TV, have always told you to work hard, invest your money in the market, and your retirement will be secure. Here's a tough question. How is the retirement going for all of those people that told you to put your money in the market and leave it there? I bet it's not going as good as they would have you believe. 
Here's what they probably won't tell you. They won't say, my retirement money is doing just fine. I've been participating in the market for the last 20 years and locking in my gains without participating in any market losses. (laughs) You probably also won't hear that, well, my lifetime income account has been growing at more than 7% compounded rate and is guaranteed to more than double every 10 years and provide me an income I can never outlive. Why won't they tell you that? Why is it that almost every person you talk to today looks like a deer in the headlights of a semi-truck? I mean, it's simple. Their education, their jobs, television, brokers have been feeding them this propaganda based on speculation, not security. Don't you think it's time to stop listening to those who have failed you in your retirement? I mean, if your money is in stocks, bonds, mutual funds, variable life insurance, or variable annuities, you could be paying someone else to lose your money. Our Safe Money and Income book will show you how you can divorce your broker and eliminate or reduce fees. Also, call now for my free Safe Money Information Kit at 844-350-SAFE. That's 844-350-SAFE. Over the years, I've worked with millions and millions of dollars for my clients. Guess what? Not one of them has lost a single penny when I put them into this no market risk strategy. Let me say that again. Not a single client of mine has lost any of their money, even during the worst market crash since the Great Depression, when they've used this no market risk strategy. Can your stockbroker mutual fund portfolio manager or financial planner say that? If they can, that you owe them a debt of gratitude. But chances are, you're wishing you had someone that didn't lose your money. You're probably thinking right now, why am I paying all these fees? And why is my so-called financial advisor making money on my retirement even when my account goes down? I know this feeling because for 10 years, I used a broker and an advisor before I got into this business. And I lost money every single time with them. And in the downturns, they would tell me, just hang in there. The market's going to turn around. And I began to ask, why am I paying these fees? I'm paying somebody and we're still losing money so I can relate. But here's my promise. My promise is that I'll help you sleep better at night. If you decide to call me for my safe money and income kit, I promise to only offer you solutions where you get to participate in market gains, but never market losses. I also promise that my solutions will include an option to never outlive your money. If I haven't piqued your interest yet, quite honestly, I'm not sure what else to tell you. So call now for my free safe money and income book and safe money and information kit. That's 844-350-SAFE. I can show you how to get up to 8% or more first-year return on your deposit. You can also take advantage of our optional income maximizer program that guarantees first-year returns of up to 8% and 7% compounded growth for up to 20 years 
for a lifetime of income that you can never outlive. So give us a call at 844-350-SAFE. This is Randy Hux, your host of Safe Money and Income Radio, and I'll be right back after this informative message. The market goes up and the market goes down. It always has and it always will. But if you are in or near retirement, do you really have time to wait for the market to go through these cycles? Think about it. Having your money invested in the market is like walking up a flight of stairs. But instead of moving up one step at a time, every third step you have to go back down two steps or more. Remember the story about the guy who was sentenced to an eternity of rolling the rock up the hill only to have it roll back down every time he got close to the top? Sound familiar? Using our no market risk retirement planning, saving for retirement is like riding up an escalator. Nice, steady growth without any risk of ever falling down. Guaranteed. Stop trudging up the steps and hop on the worry-free zero market risk escalator to retirement. Pick up the phone and call us now to receive your free safe money information kit. Call 1-844-350-SAFE. That's 844-350-7233. Now back to more Safe Money and Income Radio with your host, Randy Hux. Thank you for tuning in to Safe Money and Income Radio. I am Randy Hux, a no-market-risk retirement and asset protection specialist. Imagine for a moment that you're an Olympic marathon runner. You have trained your entire life and suffered blood, sweat, and tears, and you are on the top of your game. You enter the race with confidence that not only will you finish, but you will most likely win. Then imagine that a 61-year-old sheep farmer who practically nobody has ever heard of, not only beats you, but also beats 149 other runners. It is a classic real-life story of the tortoise and the hare, and in 1983, Cliff Young chose to make his running debut in one of the toughest races in the world, a 543-mile ultramarathon from Sydney to Melbourne, Australia. Cliff Young had he had no coaches or sponsors and the only training he had was done by herding sheep and since he was poor he had no horses so he would he'd run for days bringing the sheep to his pasture all the top marathon runners in the world with the best training and support believed they knew the best strategy to win the race they would run 18 hours and they would sleep six this quote winning strategy was common knowledge and had been used for decades and they were they were really crowd followers all of these runners that would use this strategy i see that same thought process in my industry when i help people with their retirement money so many of my clients have been exposed to what is believed to be the best strategy to save and generate income for their retirements in fact, it is practically the same strategy as the marathon runners were using back in 1983. Let it grow for a few years and then let it rest as the market crashes. And then you wake up and start all over again. It must be the best way because that's what the crowd is doing, right? Wrong. 
I'm going to tell you how Cliff Young, the 61-year-old sheep farmer, had a different way of running in a moment. But you should know that I have a much different way for you to run the race related to your retirement. And it guarantees that you will finish the race because you can never outlive your retirement income. But you have to call me to find out how. I mean, it's that simple. My number is 844-350-SAFE. That's 844-350-7233. So call us now for a free copy of my 115-page Safe Money and Income book. It's a roadmap to winning the retirement marathon. Once again, my number is 844-350-SAFE. That's 844-350-7233. So just look at the masses of people around you. Have any of them done well by doing what everyone else does? Sure, some get lucky, but, but do you really want a strategy based on luck? And some might seem that they're doing great today, but... Are you checking in with them for their entire lives? I mean, you don't know who wins the race until the race is finished, right? You can't say someone won the retirement race until they're gone. Only then can you determine if they were able to cross the finish line or if they had to be carried across by the government or family financial support. Unless someone has guaranteed lifetime income, How would they know if their money is going to last as long as they do? What good is it to trip before the finish line? I mean, brokers and these so-called advisors will tell you to take on massive risks so that you can lose it when the market crashes. They'll tell you the famous words to just hang in there because the market always turns around. Well, I have another idea. Why not keep your gains when the market crashes? This is a different way of thinking, so don't expect the people that have been doing the same thing for years to support you if you decide to pursue more information on this strategy. These crowd followers didn't support Cliff Young either. So what did Cliff Young do to create so much negativity from those pursuing the status quo? Instead of running fast and then resting and falling behind, he ran at a consistently slower speed, but he never stopped. By chasing sheep around his ranch, Cliff accidentally discovered a way of running that would eventually be called the Young Shuffle. The quote, Young Shuffle was a unique way of running that used much less energy, which provided more endurance. All the competitors were way ahead of Cliff on the first day because they were running at what was considered the best pace for the running. But then they would get tired and have to rest. While they were resting, Cliff Young was still running all day and all night. Except for a few breaks for food and to use the bathroom, Cliff just kept his legs moving. So how would you like to have a retirement plan that never sleeps? And what if your retirement plan never took a step backwards? And what if you could have a retirement plan that was based upon a 7% annual growth in a lifetime income account that guaranteed you a lifetime of income that you could never outlive? Call us now for your free copy of my 115-page Safe Money and Income book so I can tell you how to ensure your retirement against market loss through a strategy called No Market Risk Retirement Planning. 
Give me a call anytime at 844-350-SAFE. That's 844-350-7233. Don't be like all the other people you know that brag about how good their investments are when they are running the risky race exposed to market crashes. You'll notice that when people brag about their market gains, they get very quiet when the market drops, just like the runners that had to take a break from the race to get some rest. And you'll notice that people never discuss their losses, only their gains. Invest like Cliff Young by avoiding setbacks and always keeping your retirement investment legs running a steady pace while avoiding the things that will trip up your financial plans. Those are the keys to winning the retirement race. Everyone told Cliff Young that he was crazy for running continuously on his 544-mile race. Some doctors even told him that he would die. Remember, he was 61. And Cliff said he just imagined chasing his sheep, and he kept running. In the end, he came in first place, and it took him five days, 15 hours, and four minutes. And the second-place runner was a guy named George Perdone who took six days and one hour to finish the race. So conventional wisdom told Cliff Young to run 18 hours at a faster pace and rest six hours. And the so-called conventional wisdom is usually just that. It's conventional. It's not very wise. Remember the tech crash, the housing crash, and all the other crashes we've had, conventional wisdom had everybody putting new money into the market right up until the day when the market crashed. Nobody was telling any of the clients to retain their gains, to lock them in. I'm telling you right now that if you're about to retire or are in retirement, it is time for you to retain and secure and lock in your gains. Don't be a lemming that just follows so-called conventional wisdom only to find yourself walking off the edge of a financial cliff. The only cliff you want in your retirement is to copy the story of Cliff Young, consistent progress and endurance. And I have this option available for you. It is possible to have great gains without market risk. I mentioned earlier that the story of Cliff Young, the 61-year-old sheep farmer that decided to become a marathon runner, is a real-life tortoise and hare story. Let me ask you, why did the tortoise win the race against the hare? I mean, the hare was faster and he should have won the race, but unfortunately, the hare was also arrogant. He was overconfident. He lacked humility and true knowledge. He thought his speed allowed him the luxury of taking on the risk of stopping his progress. And we all know that arrogance and pride precede the fall. And a lack of true understanding of the risk that is in the marketplace and how the markets really work will accelerate your fall. So let me help you to finish the race instead of tripping up before the finish line. If you'd like to learn more about how to avoid the so-called conventional wisdom of risk-based investing so that you can keep your gains and avoid 100% of stock market losses, call me for your free Safe Money and Income book and Safe Money and Income kit 
844-350-SAFE. This is Randy Hux, your host of Safe Money and Income Radio. I'll be right back after this informative message. The market goes up and the market goes down. It always has and it always will. But if you are in or near retirement, do you really have time to wait for the market to go through these cycles? Think about it. Having your money invested in the market is like walking up a flight of stairs, but instead of moving up one step at a time, every third step you have to go back down two steps or more. Remember the story about the guy who was sentenced to an eternity of rolling the rock up the hill only to have it roll back down every time he got close to the top? Sound familiar? Using our no market risk retirement planning, saving for retirement is like riding up an escalator. Nice, steady growth without any risk of ever falling down. Guaranteed. Stop trudging up the steps and hop on the worry-free zero market risk escalator to retirement. Pick up the phone and call us now to receive your free safe money information kit. Call 1-844-350-SAFE. That's 844-350-7233. Now back to more Safe Money and Income Radio with your host, Randy Hux. Welcome back to Safe Money and Income Radio. I'm Randy Hux, a Safe Money Retirement Specialist. If you're someone who's trying to protect your retirement savings, keeping track of this volatile market is not fun. It can be difficult to enjoy your life because you just can't be sure that your money will be there when you need it most. Yes, the markets are up since 2008. They've been up for 10 years, 11 years. There has been some volatility in all of that. But it's still not fun when you look up there, you check your account, and you see a negative number on a month or quarterly basis. I'm passionate about showing you how to use the very best safe money strategies for peace of mind and exceptional growth. Give me a call at 844-350-SAFE. By calling now, you will get my free Safe Money and Income book and a customized Safe Money and Income information kit. Our Safe Money book is a comprehensive 115-page guide to eliminating and reducing fees through autopilot, no-market-risk strategies. You can divorce your broker now by calling 844-350-SAFE. That's 844-350-SAFE. Now, we're talking today about equity-protected accounts. Think about this. What if you could lock in all the gains you've ever had over the years? If you were able to roll back the clock and put your money into one of our no-market-risk strategies, we could have guaranteed that your market gain participation would have been locked in so that your account would show gains and never losses. I'm not talking about making you rich here. If you are at or nearing retirement or somewhere between the ages of 50 and 75, thoughts of striking it rich in the stock market should be the farthest thing from your mind. I'm talking about gain and retain, building up your retirement in a predictable and dependable method that provides you with retirement money you can never outlive through our no market risk planning strategies. 
you know, sometimes it doesn't register with my clients until they see their statement. They can see they're not taking losses when the market is down. I get calls from clients all the time, and they are still in shock how their money is safe from market risk and growing. And all their friends still in the market are on the edge of financial ruin and living in stress, not knowing what is going to happen next. I'm actually dealing with a few of these individuals right now. Our clients aren't afraid to listen to financial news on TV or see the headlines on the newsstands. When they wake up in the morning, they don't even have to run to the TV to see what's happening in the stock market. They understand our strategy gives them safety and peace of mind. And then when they get their returns and see the gains, in spite of the fact that it was a volatile year, and they see they had gains that were two to three times better than what they were getting in their CDs, they get very excited. You know, what's great is when these clients get their statements and they call me and say, hey, the market's going down, but I haven't lost anything, right? And I always enjoy telling them like, yeah, that's exactly right. That's why we put you in this strategy. And that's when the light bulb goes on for these people. And they can clearly see that their gains are locked in. And they don't have to worry about market declines anymore. And that this is all done in complete safety from market volatility. You know, my prime directive, and it should be yours, is to always keep your money safe from market loss and always keep your money growing. I mean, after all, that's that's what you initially wanted to do with your money in the first place. That was your intention when you went to your broker or your advisor. But with them, you always have the risk of loss. So what you really need to do to start sleeping better at night and to know that your hard-earned money is safe from market risk is to give me a call at 844-350-SAFE. I hope you have enjoyed Safe Money and Income Radio this week. Unfortunately, we are out of time today. But thank you for listening. And until next week, at the same time, I'm Randy Hux, reminding you to stay safe so you can step into a secure future. You've been listening to Safe Money and Income Radio with your host, Randy Hux. Find out how to guarantee that your hard-earned money is safe with locked-in returns and never going down due to market risk so you can have the future that you deserve. Call Randy Hux now for your free Safe Money and Income book and Safe Money and Income kit at one 1- 844-350-SAFE. That's 844-350-7233. The preceding information does not represent tax, legal, or investment advice. Surrender charges apply to base annuity contracts. Optional lifetime income benefit riders are used to calculate lifetime payments only and are not available for cash surrender or in a death benefit unless specified in the annuity contract. Fees may apply. Annuity guarantees are based on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the insurance company. No information presented today should be acted upon without meeting with a qualified and licensed professional. Obviously, by calling us now, you're just taking the first step towards protecting your retirement. It is important that you read all insurance contract disclosures carefully before making a purchase decision. Rates and returns mentioned on this program may vary based on state availability and are subject to change without notice. News Talk 96.5, KPL. 
I'm Ian Ozan. Wake up with Bernadette Lee and me every weekday morning here on News Talk 96.5 KPEL Brobridge Lafayette, a Town Square media station.